Hello and welcome to another episode of Bento Pod, the show where we take a bite out of anime, take that bite-sized bite out of anime, put it straight into your ear holes so you can enjoy that on your lunch break. Joining me as always is his host, Ty. Who has a two-hour lunch lunch break? Lots of people, I'm sure. And if they don't, they can always have a bite-sized bite of our bite-sized bite and just listen to it over a couple of lunch breaks. <laughs> One week later. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a weekly show, so it works out perfectly fine. Oh, yeah, Is sure. Is something that you have to say every week as part of the show? Hi! Bento for Toyu. This podcast is Excellent. And also another host, Rob. Hi, guys. Yes, excellent. Fantastic, Rob. Thank you for joining us as always. But we do not have good friend of the show, Daniel, because he's a weak guy who decided he didn't want to come this week's show. <sighs> so it's just the three of us this week, a nice, close, intimate bento pod. Intimate, you say? Well, more intimate than the four of us. What would you What would you call this kind of setup, Zach? Like, would you refer to it by the number of people in the chat? Maybe three? How would no, you... no. I'd call it a, an evening with the, the top performers of the bento pod three. Call... <laughs> Shots fired. I would call it a murder. We're not crows. Let's not be crazy with that. Oh. <laughs> and the other side of that is that we are the hosts of the show. He's just friend of the show, so he can miss episodes. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but uh, so before we get into the real show, there, what have you been doing this week, Rob? What have you been up to? Um. Well, pretty much quarantine life man like uh same as the last month or so um and that is uh going to work and going home and maybe watching some stuff and playing some stuff and hanging out with um uh housemates basically um work's been pretty poop but otherwise same old fair enough it's uh, that quant- that quarantine life indeed and what have you been watching or playing or what's the visit? Are you still on the WoW bandwagon? Still on the WoW it's bandwagon. Uh, like, super hype. It's pre-patches almost hit and pre-patches, like, when they start implementing some changes for the uh, next expansion. Um, so it's kind of like a like a middle, uh, whatever you call it, a bridging thing. Yeah. And um, so that's about to hit. And, yeah, I'm really excited. To, this is the first time I'll be there for the opening of an expansion so it'll be cool to see all the hype and the craziness um but apart from wow i've been watching a little bit of community now and then um Mm -hmm. but nothing too crazy like i haven't been binging anything fair enough but that's fine that makes sense it's uh, you know good to chill and just get on that crack and make sure you don't go too crazy on it all (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure man actually yeah like it's i was talking to a mate about it um and he was making jokes about how I'm getting reeled back in, and I know I am, but <laughs> I I still feel like I'm. What is it? A functioning alcoholic, except in terms of gaming. So I think we're still fine. I'm still a functioning member of society, so to speak. Look, that's the that's the key thing. As long as you're not missing out on work, you're not missing out on seeing your partner, you're not missing out on any of the important things. It doesn't really matter what you do with your free time. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You can just get him to play WoW with you. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that. Also, Why? I'm, I'm not sure he would be super into it. Like, he's super oh. busy and, like, he'd be too, too wanting to get back to work or study to actually enjoy it. <laughs> he's got a real life, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Fun times. Uh, Ty, what, <laughs> what have you been doing this week? What have you been up to? Uh, we've 
Zach and I have both been kind of sick this week, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've kind of slipped the week away. Like, even before this podcast, I had a nap because I still have a little bit of a fever. <laughs> yeah, it's been a been a tough week here at our house, but we've been we've managed to get it through. Ty's been looking after me. I've been pretending to look after her and then going off to work and be like, yes, I'm working completely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid looking after her. I mean, what? No, I would never do anything like that. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, beyond that, when we have been awake and not just sleeping our days away, what have you been doing? Any any interest you've been moving forward on any of your... How's your Magic Carp? Oh, yeah. I ended... Oh, ended Magic Carp. I finished Magic Carp. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It came up with, like, the end because I got to level 100. But, oh. I, like... But, like, it was level 100, but my rank was 91 or something. So I kept playing until I got to rank 100, and, um, yeah, so instead of ranks now, they give us, like, a candy to help with other support Pokemon and stuff. So, like, you you can get support friends, and they give you extra, like, jump power coins or items, and if you... You can kind of level up their special ability like that with, uh, what is it called? Support candies or something? Yeah, so... Is it rare candy, uh, like in the original yeah. Pokemon games? Yeah, it's rare candy normally, but I think they must have had some sort of copyright issue. So no, they... there's been a lot of changes in Pokemon. I'm not sure if you guys are aware where candy has become a bit of an issue. There was this big, huge game that came out called Pokemon Go that sort of removed the definition of candy from the Pokemon ethos. Yeah, I have no idea. So in regular Pokemon, you have rare candies. It's pretty much the only candy that the game started with, and you level up immediately. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play Pokemon Go, Rob? No, no, I didn't. No? Okay. So normally, you know, you battle battle your Pokemon to get experience, you level them up, and then they move up from there. Mm -hmm. In Pokemon Go, you feed them candies of their particular type. It might have changed recently. I haven't played pretty much since 2017 when it came out. But in the beginning, it was like, I caught a Pidgey and I want to make it a Pidgeotto. I've got to feed it 50 Pidgey candies. Oh, and don't you have to like grind up the other Pidgeys to turn them into candy? Yeah, so you got to catch a whole bunch of Pidgey and then you send them away to the professor. He gives you candy for each Pidgey. Oh, okay. So, okay, my friends were then intentionally misleading because I was under the impression that you actually like turn them into food, like literally. I mean, look, technically that's what's happening, you would imagine, because you're like, hey, here's an Ekans, and he's like, oh, thank you for that Ekans. Here's three Ekans candy. You're like, mm-hmm. oh my god. It's Where literal. Where Ekans from? <laughs> right. Well, you don't see him grinding it up, but you'd have to assume, right? Like, he's got an unlimited supply of Ekans candy. Does, Where's that coming from? Does Professor Oaks, does his eyes just get darker and more serious over time? And like, It's not even Professor Oak, it's Professor Willow. What? And he's like... How do you even remember this stuff? Because I've got a brain for this sort of stuff. It's like, oh, is it pop culture? Yes, that's fun. Is it really something important to you, like maths or history or English that might be able to help you in your day-to-day life? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I feel that so hard. I can come up with the most retarded mundane. Like, for instance, I can f- I can almost place the quote, Never! But I couldn't tell you any basic chem anymore, despite no. having studied it. Look, I studied law for years. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> And that stuff, it does help me in my day-to-day life. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, so, but that's the, the issue there. But so, what the 
candy sort of got muddied a bit there so they gave it like support candies so you know it's definitely not Ekans candy which just deepens the conspiracy more of well what are these support candies if they're not Ekans candy yeah are they not Magikarp candy no no because if they were they'd be called Magikarp candy that's so weird it's so they by trying to sweep it under the rug they made the rug more noticeable and it became a thing mm-hmm mm-hmm that's so funny. It's like the time in The Simpsons where they put everything under the carpet, all the snakes, and everything's all writhing. Like, there's definitely snakes under that carpet. <laughs> snakes? Where? <laughs> there's no snakes here. <laughs> and that's it. So, thank you for neither of you asking what I've been doing. I appreciate that. It's an ongoing trend that I'm sure will continue well, all the way into the future. Excuse me. I just expect you... Okay, maybe it is our fault. I expect you to ask yourself... Like, like I uh, yes, Zach. What have you been doing this week? Well, Zach, let me tell you, your ability to talk to yourself is unmatched. You have the most experience. <laughs> well, for anybody who actually is looking for proof of that, I, I'm not going to do this very often. But if you are interested in hearing me go on a tremendous rant, probably one of my my most favorite rants I've ever gone on, you could go back and listen to my old podcast with Daniel Character Transplant, specifically the episode about Ant Man. I enjoyed that episode a great deal, and I think I spoke for about 85% of it. <laughs> I see. The reason why you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was a great time. I had a great time. I think it's episode 147 from memory, but I don't know for sure. But I know it's definitely about Ant-Man. Oh, you know what? It makes sense, because that's the structure of a standard interview, which is why you're so upset that nobody asks you any questions. What does that even mean? Well, because in an interview, um, the person who's being interviewed is the, um, you know, the, the main character of the show. They're being asked everything and they get to talk. And then occasionally the person asking the questions asks a question. But if Ant-Man's, uh, what do you call it? Ant-Man's structure is uh, consistent, then you like to go on rants for 85% of the time <laughs> and occasionally have somebody interject with a guiding question. So, Zach, let me ask you, what have you been doing this week? Oh, thank you, Rob. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> if we're going to anal- analyze the psychology of it, no, no, I just really had a fun time, like, really messing with Daniel in that episode because I just didn't stop. Because oh. we used to record face to face. I could see him trying to interject, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not done. <laughs> That's so good. Bitch who thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You thought you were co host. You thought. You thought <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I just I just needed you here just to listen and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, this, is, this is fantastic because I had that all planned out. Oh, no. That actually sounds great. I might give that a listen. It's pretty fun. I like it a lot. That's probably the only episode of Character Transplant I'm proud of. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Dems. The wow. shots keep coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> it's not Daniel's fault. I'm probably the problem for most of them, to be quite honest with you. It's just that one's the only one where I'm like, yes, that was definitely a fun time. <laughs> That's fair. I can understand that. Yeah. But no, so what I've been doing this week, in addition to being sick and basically nearly dying, is playing Among Us, which is not even new. It's just I, it's new to me. And it's that um, mystery spaceship horror game where you've got a team of people, at least one of them's an imposter trying to kill everybody else, and it's all online. It's a lot of fun. We were talking about it a little bit before the show. It's a little bit like Secret Hitler Online, which is a good time, or The Chameleon if you played The Chameleon, or Werewolf if you played a Werewolf. And depending on the people you're playing with can make it a fantastic time or just a very confusing time. Can you elaborate on that, please? Oh, thank you. I will. 
not supposed Toss. to see through it straight away. <laughs> Stop to take a breath and what do you do? You interject immediately. What is this? <laughs> I was monologuing. <laughs> you slide off. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. But also, as an example, I was not the imposter one time. I did my... You have to do tasks and then obviously leave the room to go to another task. I did my task, left the room, and somebody found a dead body on the other side of the ship. Somebody else decided that I was definitely the target for no reason. Said, that guy did it. And everyone just agreed with them with no debate or no discussion whatsoever. So, were you the imposter? No, I wasn't the imposter. I was doing the right thing. I was there in the admin swiping my card. Which is a task (laughs) that I get on literally every single game. And I have no idea why. I think it's because the game's sense, your purpose in life, is to do monotonous stuff in an office setting. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. That that is, that is my life. It's um, that's a grim reminder. Thank you. <laughs> was was the guy who accused you um, were they the imposter themselves? I don't know. I left immediately because I'm like, this is bullshit. No, what? you rage quit. You're the worst. No, I didn't rage quit. I was dead, and I'm like, there's nothing I can do for the next five minutes. Yeah, you're supposed Me not to being sit there and watch. Quite... No. Yeah, but I was. I literally hadn't done anything. It was like my second game. I had no idea how to play. I was more interested in learning how to play than oh, watching other people gotcha, play. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Mm. But mind you, the reason I decided to play was because I saw... I've been seeing the memes, obviously, since they started happening. Mm. But there was one that was in a, a map I haven't been on yet with a big satellite. And you can hide behind the satellite dish, apparently. Mm. And they're like, this is how you catch the imposter. And everyone went behind the satellite dish except for one guy. And then the imposter came in, killed the guy, and they all just flew out of the satellite dish. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and like, it was you, it was you, it was you, we saw you. That's so just, bad. This mm. sounds insane. It's a lot of fun. Like, I really, really enjoy it. And I've only been playing it since about 9.30 this morning, but it's been good. <laughs> but you've been playing it constantly. <laughs> yes, really. It made it hard to watch Digimon. I was like, oh, do I want to watch Digimon or do I want to... <laughs> Play, play Among Us. Well, that's that's a um, that's a testament to the quality of the game. If you're mm-hmm. struggling to decide between that and Digimon, that's it. It's a it's a tough time. I also haven't been playing any Ghost of Tsushima this week. <gasps> what? Why? I know no updates there. But well, because Nintendo did this ridiculous thing that I don't quite understand, but I'm sure it's going to make sense come April, where they <laughs> released the Super Mario 3D All Stars package, which is Super Mario 64. Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy all in one package on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I love Super Mario 64, but I haven't played it on a console since about 2000, so over nearly 20 years. Is that the on the um, 64? Yes. It would be a very strange game to be on anything else. Why is that? Well, I don't, Nintendo 64, Super Mario 64, it's kind of a theme in the title. I suppose. Be a bit weird to be like Super Mario sixty four on the PlayStation one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that for. game has just enough of a. It's got. It's like attained that sort of status that it will transcend mm. consoles and time. And like mm. when mm. when uh, you guys have little Zack and Ties, you'll be like little Zack and Ty, sit down. Let Papa Zach show you the game that he played. <laughs> <laughs> and then this hypothetical child that may never exist will say, this game looks terrible and you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> and why are we still sitting here? I've said I don't want to play your video games. <laughs> I want to go outside and play ball. <laughs> let, me, let me see my real friends. <laughs> yeah. Because you grew up with no friends. Don't put, me, put that on me. <laughs> Funny. Accurate. 
<laughs> but uh, so I, in terms of like on that topic, I don't know if sixty or Mario sixty four was ever on the GameCube, but I know you could definitely get it for the Wii and the Wii U and now the Switch. Mm-hmm. So you're right in that way that it probably will does transcend a little bit. Mm. Mm. So I decided I was going to get that because Nintendo decided it was only going to be available for purchase between September and March. Oh wow. Why? Uh, I don't know. No one really seems to know except for creating artificial scarcity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, this isn't a gaming podcast, so we won't get too much into it, but there's not enough like Switches available at the moment for people to buy games mm. or buy Switches, so it's then going to be difficult for people to buy the Switch and go, I want to play this game. It no longer exists. Yeah, no, fair enough. But the going theory and the one I'm subscribing to as the most likely theory is currently it's out for $70, I think, for three games. And potentially when the when April hits, they're probably going to say, well, we no longer sell the bundle, but you can buy them individually for mm. $30. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that remains to be seen, but we'll see what happens. The other sort of potential situation is they might be re- releasing a Nintendo 64 emulator on the Switch because they currently have a Super Nintendo and a Nintendo emulator. So April might be the time where they go, we're also doing a Nintendo 64 emulator, yay! Mm, mm. But we'll see. And I decided to play Mario 64 because I haven't played Sunshine since about the week it came out. Just wow. we only we only rented it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I don't want to rent this again. It's too complicated. Uh, I am 12. <laughs> can I just say that renting games, that used to be... So I growing up, I had a friend, Rob... Actually, he might listen to this. He knows about this. And no, no, legit. I had a friend, Rob. Best best part... Uh, well, I don't want to give away too much of his information. But yeah, we shared initials and a lot of funny parallels. But anyway, one thing that we used to do is um, go down to the local video store and grab a Nintendo 64 game. And it mm. was so much fun just to go down to the store and hope that something in particular was in stock. And if it wasn't, it's like, well, I've still got 10 bucks or 5 bucks or whatever. Let's try something. And it was like Lucky mm. Dip fun time and you'd stay up all night and playing and I miss those times. They were great times. Uh, they sort of backfired with me though because the second time I did that ever, I got Super Smash Brothers. <gasps> oh no. And I was like, oh, well, I'm buying this and I'm never doing this again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> because this is the greatest game of all time. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> So with us, we that was the case for Conker's Bad Fur Day a lot of the time. Um where if it was in stock, it was like 80% chance that we were going to rent it out just because it was <laughs> so much fun. Nice. I know I was never allowed to play Conker's Bad Fur Day because it was Aww. rated not G. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> My parents also were... They were strict. They were strict. They also couldn't watch South Park. <gasps> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. As a teenager? As a 15-year-old, I wasn't allowed to watch South Park. What? Yeah. But here we are, and I swear like a sailor. So, yay, that worked out well for them. (laughs) You really don't. (laughs) Yeah, true, true. Mm, 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 mm. They don't need to know that. The audience doesn't need to know that I'm generally a nice, clean boy. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're so clean, you might as well squeak. (laughs) Squeak. Anyway, back to Mario 64. I've had a great time, and you have to get 70 stars to beat Bowser or to beat the game with a maximum number of stars available of 120. In an afternoon, I got 50. Wow. Because it's just the stars that I happen to remember. And I was like, this is this game's way easier than I remember. And then I hit the levels that I never played as a kid because I'm like, I have enough stars. I don't need to worry about it. And I'm like, I don't remember how to play any of these levels. <laughs> Were you <laughs> what bad is happening? at it? I wasn't too bad at it. It was just more of a, 
I enjoyed the first six levels, six or seven levels a lot. Mm. And so I'd go back and I'd play them. Like there's one level which is Lethal Lava Land. It's all lava. I'd go in there and just ride around on a shell for hours because it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'd already got all the stars and I was finished. But I was like, wee, that's fun. <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, in that game, going on a shell down a... Wait, was it a shell? or was it... No, the penguin. Going down the penguin? You race a penguin, but you race next to him. Ah, uh, that's yeah. That might be what I'm thinking of. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, Potentially. Gr- great game. Lots of fun. Yeah. Lots of repeatable fun times. Yeah. Mm. So I'm now at a point where I'm like, I don't know how to progress. I need 20 more stars, and I don't know where to get them. <laughs> but that is what it is, and I might be moving into Sunshine in a couple of weeks when I finally finish six. Uh, yeah, 64. In terms of that, though, we probably should start moving into the anime side of it since it's an anime podcast. We don't want to be talking too long about stuff that's not anime. Mm. So you haven't been watching any extra stuff this week, Rob, besides the big topic? I just wanted to point out that I kind of successfully proved my theory that you do like to talk and I almost derailed the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to hosting with with three of you who don't talk when I stop talking. Uh, <laughs> so it's I like, gotta, gotta jump in. Gotta You're jump just in. turning it around for a flex for yourself, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. it. That's kind you of fair, it. though. That's kind of fair. Um, <laughs> but in terms of watching stuff, um, not really um oh i watched uh charlotte's web the movie but i'd i'd seen or read the book or something i don't i don't i've I had prior experience with it basically i knew the whole storyline i knew exactly what was going to happen mm. um but i really enjoyed the voice acting especially of julia roberts i think i thought she did a phenomenal phenomenal yeah. job uh voicing nice. charlotte um a second i misheard you say voice acting and I thought you said just acting. I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, what movie was this? <laughs> the animated movie Charlotte's Web with the live action spider Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. AKA Cat. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was a really good. Uh, uh, how do I explain? So, like, yeah, so the plot was predictable, but the voice acting was really good. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it. But nice. I've also been watching Community, really big fan of the show. Um, and I'm almost through with season three and it's starting to get quite meta and I'm just kind of bracing myself for that downward trajectory, but I'm oh, hoping look, it doesn't happen. It definitely happens. Like I really, I was loving season, like season one, two and three of Community. Mm. And then I didn't even notice that it became season four. Like I was just watching on Netflix and just, mm-hmm. you know how Netflix does things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well this is, this is good. This is good. This is good. And then a certain thing happens with a character leaving the show mm. or an actor leaving the show. And uh, it's like, oh, this is no good. This is bad. Where, where did the quality of the show go? Yeah. Also, I like that you admitted um, omitted which character it was. Like, when we talk about anime, it's spoilers, like, just being launched at the audience. <laughs> but now that we're talking about community, God forbid, we point out, it's like, <laughs> and a character leaves and let's not mention which one because spoilers... <laughs> this is an anime podcast you come in and i specifically note on the comments I, I like that you haven't apparently downloaded the episode already in the description i put in the description timestamps for anime that we spoil but we don't you know people don't come to this expecting to spoil community what if one of our listeners is like i'm gonna watch community and then all of a sudden we go well pierce dies so good luck with that does that actually happen you have to wait and see won't you good i hate you <laughs> does he you don't even watch community. What are you? Kidding? I've watched enough random episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not going to say if I made that up or if I threw it out there as a joke or a misdirection or whatever. Mm-hmm. Definitely a misdirection. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> we can go down that path. But that's my point, is that we don't, people don't come to this podcast to hear of us talk about other stuff. They hear about anime, mm-hmm. so we can't spoil random stuff. Speaking of... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, speaking of anime and not spoiling random stuff, um, I want to hear about, uh, and this kind of undermines me wanting to hear about it, but it's true, the one with the dude who's the king of demons (laughs) and there's a sword competition and stuff and it's a school. The Misfit of Demon King Academy? Boom. Well, we did watch the series finale or the season finale of Misfit of Demon King Academy today. Oh, yeah? And it was definitely a finale. What do you mean? I'll put it that way. <laughs> like, was it bad? I mean, it was predictable. I will yeah. I'll go through it all. So, as you may remember... It was a bit disappointing. So, as you may remember, the Triwizard Tournament's been happening. Mm-hmm. And they've been like, oh, humans are going to kill demons. And the demons are like, we're not bad, guys. We're pretty cool. And then the, the the fake demon king was revealed to be the hero of the humans from 2,000 years ago, reincarnating as a demon to shut everything down and basically restore peace because he gave up on humans after they murdered him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So we open up with the demon king facing off against the hero once again. And they're talking about how they both want to sacrifice themselves to save the other person because they're both such nice guys. And they both know that the other person has to... One of them has to die and it should be them because reasons. You know, your classic I'm a good guy hero stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Eventually, the human hero stabs the demon king in the heart. Like a good person. No, you know, they're fighting and he's like, I'm, you know, this is going to have to happen. I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah. And he's like, yep. And, And the king accepts it. He's like, yep, that's how it is. I told you I'd be the one to die. Okay, bye now. And he dies. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, wow, that's so anticlimactic. Yeah, it was kind of like a, oh, I'll play into your plot, like Mm. your scenario. It's fine. I'll do this for you so you're not the bad guy. Yeah. And it's just like, the fuck, dude? (laughs) Wait, he Batmaned it. Yeah. And he's destroyed at his source, his magical like core heart, so he can never be resurrected. What? So he's dead forever, the demon king. Really? Like in quotes or literally? Well, until he's reincarnated, apparently. Well, that just ruined the whole thing. I was building up for something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they keep saying. It's just like, oh, you can reincarnate even if your sources are uh, broken. No, but the way he w- he was killed with a holy sword that makes it impossible uh, yeah. for him to reincarnate. So he was like, no, that's it. I'm going to sacrifice myself forever to bring peace to all the realms. I don't really mind. Whatever. He takes a position as fake demon king because no one really knows who the demon king is. So he puts on the mask and he's like, I'm the demon king and he dies. Mm. And then the humans are like, well, that's not good enough. We won the war, but I am a big magical evil human guy. And this is not the hero. This is just some other random human, basically. And he's like, well, while all the demons are here, I'm going to wipe them all out. And I'm going to cause a whole bunch of soul clones that you may recall from the last episode to self-destruct and wipe out all the demons. So basically, we won the day. We won the war, or ish, and we've got peace, but we won't settle for that. We'll just go one step further and do genocide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. exactly right. Perfectly reasonable against demons who haven't tried to fight you for 2,000 years and haven't really been a problem that you keep fighting. I feel like they're maybe projecting some of that insecurity, and I feel like <laughs> if they just 
you know, maybe talk to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know how it all goes with these kind of stories. The humans are the bad guys all along. Mm-hmm. But then in a twist that surprises nobody, the Demon King comes back and resurrects himself immediately from the dead. But I thought he couldn't do that because he was killed with a holy sword. I uh, know, he said he was dead. It's impossible. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it turns out, if you've been killed by somebody in the past, oh which no. the Demon King has been killed by the hero in the past to he bring peace to everybody. It. He double hmm? jeopardied it. That's he double so jeopardied it. Yeah, he's like, I've been killed. Oh, actually, if I've been killed that way before... I can avoid the death. Whoa, I'm bad. But it's like some ancient magic or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it's... it's and only he knows, of course. Yeah. I feel like this show is 98%, or maybe 97 if I'm being honest, 97% just writing bullshit to get whatever they want to happen. Mm. And the it's 3% not- is like maybe legitimate storytelling. Yeah. It's something that I wanted to bring up today where he has the pre-crisis Superman problem, which I'll go into more detail after I finish giving you the recap of Mr. Redeeming King Academy. Mm-hmm. So, goes through all that, he sees the giant human and he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to make sure you're dead. Kills him, he's dead, and then everybody gets to go home to peace. And there's a... The clones have been cloned off one girl in particular. She's trying to stop the clones from exploding because she's a good person. The Demon King is like, oh, you, I'll save you and I'll turn you into, I'll put you under my magic instead of the evil human magic so that you won't explode. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. And she can't, the, at the end, she goes back to his house for dinner and his mother is like, oh my God, now you have three wives? What is happening? It's crazy. Because he has three female friends that have come over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Typical mums. Mm-hmm. And then one of the other female friends is there. She goes, oh, wait till you tell them about the 10,000 children that you have. Because she has 10,000 soul clones. Mm-hmm. And then that's a big laugh at the end of the episode. Of like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be crazy around here with three wives and 10,000 kids. Really? Like, and cut. Really. <laughs> yeah. And end of show. And that, that happens during the credits. So it actually just literally ends. That honestly, that sounds exactly like the ending of spoilers, Game of Thrones, when they're all sitting around the table and they make the dumb fucking jokes about, oh well, I guess we're gonna need some extra brothels or like I don't know, I don't even remember to be honest. I just remember being super pissy about it. But oh, let's not get into Game of Thrones talk. That was that was something else. <laughs> yeah, that was next level. But yeah, that sounds like a really disappointing ending where it's. Well, I mean. It- through the ending scene, uh, ending song, they showed like little shots of what happens after, where the demons accept him as their demon mm. of tyranny, king, or whatever, king mm. of tyranny, mm. or whatever. He retakes his place as the tyrant demon king of tyranny. But he's really, really super nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's like the best guy ever. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ten out of ten would be. <laughs> ten out of ten. What though? 10 out of 10 everything? 10 out of 10... Oh, I thought you heard what Zach said. 10 out of 10 would bang. Oh, no, no. As in, like, 10 out of 10 cats? 10 out of 10... Yeah, no, 10 out of 10 cats, I'd say. There was a uh, cat at some point in the series, so 10 out of 10 cats. I'm going to say 10 out of 10 seashells. <laughs> Does he have, like, a super ripped body? So you can say, like, 10 out of 10 10 packs? 
Have funny. you seen anime? All anime. Of course he has a super ripped body. Uh, of course, yeah. We just never see it. Yeah. I think we saw it once right at the village. Like, oh, yeah, once, yeah. And then it was like, okay, well, we know he has a super ripped body. This is this is an anime. That's fine. Yeah, it's an anime. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something that I find really super surprising. But then also, and this is kind of, I don't know, naive or racist, but what, at, like, Asian people typically, or Japanese, or I guess most anime comes out of Japan. So, uh, like, most Japanese people not overweight like no, most, they... yeah they're normal like normal people mm, like especially in japan they have a whole focus on making sure you're the, uh, the appropriate size making sure you're not overweight making mm. sure you're not mm-hmm. too unfit mm. they have like physicals every year or so mm. what really to, yeah to make sure your health is good your mm. um yeah your body fat's not over a certain percent wow all okay. of that yeah one it's of their, very important. Yeah, one of their big political landmarks is the National Diet Building. Oh, yeah, true. Which is also where the government stays. I think it's like their version of Parliament, but it's interesting that it's the building of the diet. Wait, can you expand on that? Uh, should we expand on that? I don't know. No, it's not expand on too much. I don't know enough about it to comment on it much more than that. It was just one of those things that came up. We were like, what can we, when we first went, we were like, what things can we see that are like big things that we should see? Uh, and we're like, gotcha. what the fuck is this? Yeah, and it's like, oh, the National Diet Building. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that's fair enough. That's really cool. So that, that could explain it, maybe, that if somebody's, like, super powerful in an anime, then if the average person is roughly fit, then, like, a super powerful person will be fit, necessarily. Potentially. I think it's more just, like, this guy's a hero, so he needs to be jacked. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's still cool, uh, though. For the listeners, our cat has once again decided that she's in charge and that she's going to be walking all over the desk. That's what so I, I can apologize. hear. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. knocked over my my juice. Bottle. And she dug her claws right into my bare skin, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Zach was like basically screaming without any noise. And it, and he was looking at me like, "Help." <laughs> Because I am a true professional. <laughs> I like how that's your definition of really funny. Is the person you love screaming silently and begging for help. <laughs> it was really funny. What can I say? <laughs> so that was Misfit of Demon King Academy. Ty and I also watched a... Oh, sorry. I want to talk about the, super, the pre-crisis Superman problem. Mm-hmm. So mm, You did, yeah. There's a, I won't get too much into it again because, again, this isn't the podcast for that. But in DC Comics in the 70s, there was an event called the Crisis on Infinite Earths. And it essentially opened up the multiverse of the DC Universe. So there was an unlimited amount of Supermans, an unlimited amount of Batmans, unlimited amount of the Flash and everything. But something was going through and destroying all the worlds. Mm-hmm. So they had to get together and stop it all from going wrong. Mm. How do you even this coordinate was... that? Like an infinite amount of that. It's like, how do you... Like, when do you stop ringing people? You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you stop calling for help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, it was all, it's all down to this thing. I'll, I'll, I'll say I won't go too much into it. It was about the anti-monitor, who is the opposite version of the monitor, who has to protect the multiverse. So let's, let's not worry about it too much, because mm. it's really complicated, especially for comics. Why books. did you bring it up there? Because pre-crisis, <laughs> before this happened, Superman basically could do whatever he wanted. Mm. and it was like oh and not just in a sense of like he's so strong like he is today it was like oh i have a new power that i've just decided where i can shoot a tiny version of myself out of my hand that has all of my powers including the ability to shoot a tiny version of itself out of his hand 
Okay. So just small cloning, which is like, I don't, why is why is this an option? So they Mary and sued him, basically. Basically, but because he was, you know, he's Superman, he's the top guy. If he was ever in a situation where he didn't have a solution, he'd suddenly have a new power to go for the solution. Right. So it very much, Demon King very much felt like that, where it's like, yeah. whoa, no matter what happens, he's got a solution. Like, oh, I can also use human magic. I didn't tell anybody beforehand. Ha 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 ha. Or I have the ability to resurrect myself despite the fact that I've been killed definitively and told definitively I'm dead. That's basically bullshit. Yeah, and it was it was fun in the beginning because I'm like, oh, this would be fun. I don't think they're going to overdo it. And they overdid it and I'm like, this is not fun anymore. Yeah, that that's that's true. There's a fine line you have to draw when your main character is OP as fuck. Mm. Because if you just take it too far, it's just like, well, what the fuck can't he do? Yeah. Does that... But- how does that play into uh, Millionaire Detective, where it's like, oh, what can't he buy? What can't he do with money? Problem? Money. Problem? Money. Mm. I think it's a little bit different in Millionaire Detective. Like, we haven't continued watching it since last time we spoke about it on the show, so I don't know how it grew from there, but there are other characters in the show who can create problems that he can't solve with money. Right. And that they're actively fighting against him doing that and trying to teach him not to do that because that's uh, not how yeah. detective work. So it's that, a... that's a good point. It's it's the fact that they do like not condemn him, but kind of say you need to develop your skills as an actual detective, not mm. just throw money at the situation. Yeah. God, <laughs> like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, and it was shown to be pointless because sure he was able to get information out of a criminal, but it took him just as much time as if the other guy down the road who did it properly legit. Yeah. Mm. So it was like, well... An actual detective. <laughs> yeah, so it was like he didn't actually get better. He just... Or he didn't. He wasn't any better using his money. He was just using money. To fix the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. But, I mean, that's a, that's a different show with a different approach. And, like, mm. I don't know how, how that continued. Anyway, so we also watched... Uh, Ty, did you have... Did you want to go through Inuyashiki, The Last Hero? I guess. Do you want to give us a breakdown of the, the rough description of what happens in Inuyashiki? Um, basically, there's an old man who is kind of ignored at his job. His family is a bit apathetic towards him. And they don't really care for him, so to speak. I feel like they use him... Not use him, but see him as a ATM. Hmm. It's a pretty... It's pretty... Like, it starts off pretty grim and pretty... Depressing, depressing. Depre- yeah, depressing. Very depressing. And mm. um, legi- legitimately, after the first episode, Zach was like, "Are you sure this is what you wanted to watch?" Because mm. like, <laughs> I've been looking for it for ages. Yeah. Uh, I watched it like when it came out ages ago. Twenty eleven, it came out. So nine yeah. Years ago, yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I can't remember what it was called." And we finally, yeah, we finally found it again because I wanted Zach to watch it. Mm. And he's like, "Are you sure this is the one?" It's so depressing. Like, why would you want to watch this? <laughs> This is like basically old man, and he's yeah, like like Ty said, he's just got nonsense, absolute nonsense happening. Yeah. Anyway, so he finds uh, one of his walks from home, uh, from his office to home, he finds an abandoned dog, and of course it's a Shib, a Shiba Inu. Oh, it's so cute. So cute. I'm looking at a photo right now. Yeah. So he finds um the dog, and he brings it home because. I feel like he was looking for unconditional love at that point. He's also just a really, really nice guy. Yeah, he's like, really he's sweet. A genuinely and sweet man. It's like he's like 50, himself. but he looks like he's 80. Yeah, he's 58. 50, well, whatever. Yeah. What? But it, everyone in the 
in the show was like, oh, really? Because you grandpa? Looks... You're, an old, you're an old man. Yeah, even like one of the daughter's friends comes over and she's like, oh, who's that? Your grandpa. And she, she's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's also that level of the family doesn't seem to like him at all because he's, yeah, the daughter, like I said, she's like, is that your, is that your grandpa? Oh, uh, yeah, that's my grandpa. Wow. As opposed to, that's my Like, dad. nonchalant, kind of like, whatever. Yeah. yeah Let's just yeah. go upstairs, like, ignore him. Yeah. It was just like, oh my God, that's, yeah. But Heartbreaking. I think he's a genuinely nice guy because he finds this dog and he's not like, I want this dog for love. He's like, okay, well, you don't have anywhere to go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like it was an unconscious need for love. So he mm. was like, oh, you've, you've been abandoned too. Mm. I'll take you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so one night while walking Hanako is what he called her. Yeah. Uh, one day while walking him, he goes to the park and kind of relaxes, like lies down on the grass, relaxes next to her. And all of a sudden... Oh, like, there's another guy there, and he's like, what the fuck? What's this guy doing here? But all of a sudden, boom, splash, um, they're dead. Yeah, they explode. Wait, what? It's <laughs> <Yep. laughs> just like, oh, like, really, really sad, really grounded story where they're like, oh, oh, man, sad life. Got a puppy. Everyone explodes except for the puppy. Wow, what? Because really? the puppy was running around and playing somewhere yeah, the in the park. Yeah. So it, it makes sense why she wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But, but we, we cut to a voice and a bunch of off-screen just lights and stuff saying, "Oh, you blew up those two guys. What? How could you? What are you? What are you doing?" And the, the other voice saying, "I have to. We have to go. We have to leave the galaxy. We have to go right now." The galaxy. Yeah, mm. and like we go. So, what are we going to do about those two guys that you killed? Uh, I'll just leave killer robots. It's fine. It's not even two guys. It's just like uh, he specifically says the intelligent life forms will. Mm. They'll, um, people will know we're here, sort of thing. Yeah. So we need to fix this situation. Yeah, and it's like, well, I'll just leave two killer robots because that's all we have. And it's like, what? What do you mean? You can't leave two killer we robots. We only so have we... the attack droids. Yeah, like they'll, they'll destroy the planet. What are you talking about? It's like, we have to leave right now. Just leave the robots. And so they leave two killer robots in their place of the two guys they killed. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, then the story kind of follows along where he discovers that, oh, he's been replaced. Mm. Oh, the, the by... day, sorry, we should point out, this, the start of the show is him finding out that he has stomach cancer. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, wow, okay. And he keeps trying to bring it up to the family and they just kind of shut him down. Yeah, like he calls his wife and she's out and she's like, oh, I'm not going to answer the call. So he calls his son and his son's like, oh, she was oh. working. That was the, that was acceptable. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, she was working. And then his son was... Getting bullied. Yeah, being bullied. So it's like, oh, I don't want to talk to dad right now. But his daughter sees the call and just is like, nah, not talking to him. So he's got like probably the most heartbreaking news. He's going to die in three wow. months. And no one wants to talk to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he gets home and tries to tell him when something else like stops them. And he's like, ah, uh, he's- oh, I just yeah. won't tell him, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So he, yeah. And yeah, then afterwards, really he goes back to the doctor and they do an x-ray for the for stomach the cancer. cancer or whatever he had. Yeah. And the x-ray came out pure white. And they were like, oh, the machine's broken. Mm. Okay, um, come back another day? <laughs> yeah, because he's got no organs or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, so does he know that... Or, it, like, is how does the At that point, work? he didn't know. At that, yeah, at that point, he has no idea. Like, as far as he's concerned, he was in the park, and then... He just slept through the night, is yeah. what he thought. He was like, oh, shit, I slept in the park. Oh, oh God, I have to go back home. Mm. Right. 
So he ends up he ate dinner with his family and went upstairs and he ended up throwing it all up. Mm. And like it just was a weird kind of like projectile vomit on the screen on the yeah, wall. The wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you could easily chalk up to, oh, I've got cancer, my body's rejecting food or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean then he figures like he somehow opens himself. I can't remember how he did it. I don't remember. He, yeah, some, somehow he opens up his head and he can see the, his whole face. Have you, you've seen Men in Black, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, so in the first movie where they're, they're in those robot droids of the people and there's like the tiny alien in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it opens up like that. Mm-hmm. And inside it's like is a ball. a ball instead of the tiny alien who's dying. And, yeah, yeah, and he comes to realize, oh, I am. Uh, if slowly over time, accepts the fact that he's a robot. Yeah, yeah, right. And they, okay, and they kind of realize um, that all they need is water to kind of continue. Mm. Yeah, so he, he runs off water only. Yeah, huh. but yeah. Anyway, he he figures out he can help people. He has healing abilities or somewhat healing abilities. Mm. No complete healing abilities. Like he can heal almost anything except for death. Yeah. That's really... I really like this plot so far. Like, I... I, I would recommend. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, it seems like a really cool twist of fate to have somebody who's more or less in one of my top tens. rejected. Yeah. 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 And so he's... Yeah, so he then has to try and figure out what he wants to do. And in the meantime, Twisteroo, the other guy in the park, he is a young teenager. Mm-hmm. And he's, he pretty much immediately figures out how to use all his powers and everything, as you would probably expect from a teenager. That, yeah, that kind of makes sense, though. Mm. And his powers include the fact that he can point a gun at people and say, bang, and shoot a bullet at them. Like with your fingers? Like a handgun? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, index finger. Oh, yeah. so Barrel. I'm looking at a gif of that teenager with the bang animation, and I'm like, what is this? And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, so he's able to kill people through that. Yeah, and... It, with no bullets, it's just... Uh, Voice command, I guess. It's, it's like it's just force, just a force power, like push. Yeah, push, push power. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no gunpowder or anything, but it, it acts exactly like a bullet. Even and through the TV. Yeah, so he's, yeah. his powers, like they both have the same powers, but because he's like my assumption was because he's younger and he's actually more willing to try things out. Yeah. yeah. He, well, it does kind of make sense because going, through, we look at it from the grandpa's, well, grandpa, the <laughs> old man's perspective. Mm. And he's never like he never tries to further his powers. He's always like, "Okay, this is life." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, that's that's how it is." Because like, he finds out that he can heal people when he when a cat gets hit by a car next to him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, this poor cat." And he goes over to check what he's doing. Like he's like to check on it and take it to the vet. He's like, "How do I get to the vet? How do I get to the vet?" And as he like goes to pick it up, it's like, "Oh, I'm getting like a scan thing," and he holds the cat, and the cat uh... gets better. Right, right, right. So he has absolutely no idea he has powers. He's just like, oh, I'm a robot now. Okay, that's life. Mm. That's really funny. I, I really mm. like it. But yeah. I think it was more of a... It's not that he's intentionally trying to hide it in the beginning, but it feels like he is. Yeah. Whereas uh, Hero, the bad guy, I guess, the younger mm. one, yeah. is kind of like, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Mm. He's like, I'm going to push my limits to my powers to my limit, which as a teenager you would. You'd be like, i got these powers. What exactly can I do? Yeah. How is this going to affect my life? And like, But he's already like, uh, Inuyashiki already has a life set up. Why would yeah. he want to change that or anything? Yeah, he's got a perfectly happy life with a loving family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I was going to bring that up when Ty was talking about it. Unfortunately, that is some of the reality of some, pe- some families in Japan. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like when I went in high school, my host family, they've like the dad was a police officer. Uh-huh. And he, I didn't see him except for the one time we went down to the police station on his shift because he was a night worker. Mm-hmm. Makes we sense were, why I didn't see him then. Yeah, no, but we were up late. Like we were up to like two o'clock in the morning and getting up at five to go to school. And I still didn't see him. Damn. Like, he, I don't know when he was home or anything, but he was like just so detached from the family. The dog's left. I'm just going to go see if he needs to go outside. Okay. So, the, yeah, so he's so detached from his family. And I think that was similar with Inuyashiki where he's just so removed from his family that it's not uh, necessarily a uncommon thing that happens yeah right right yeah i think just the fact that he's a bit looks a bit older was a bit like oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> but continuing on while ty's gone i'll just do a, a further breakdown of the and how it evolves and everything so yeah the young man is named hero and he thinks he's the hero of his story basically as you would expect yeah and he's saying oh i'm, I'm you know i've got these powers and he goes to his best friend who happens to be the neighbor of Inuyashiki. It's a bit of an uh, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, right. But he goes to his best friend and he's like, oh, I've got I've got these powers. Look at this. And the, the boy is being bullied. And so the next day he goes through and kills the bullies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, kills him in front of the boy. He's like, hey, here, have these binoculars. Look at me shoot these bullies from a kilometer away. Ew. Yeah. And so their friend is like, oh... I don't want to be friends with... Like, he, he's very brave. He says to him to his face, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah, right. Which, someone came to me and showed me they could kill people from over a kilometer away with no evidence. I wouldn't say that either. I would be very quiet. Like, hmm, have to appease this person forever. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. It's <laughs> so like... Good on him. <laughs> how do you even... How would you even, like, uh, hedge your bets on that kind of person? It's like, okay, so this person can kill anybody from kilometers away. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't be... I can't be mean to them. I can't be, you know, do anything wrong against them. It's like, but then also you have to kind of play it honest because it's like, okay, if they sense anything's up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, how would you even act yeah. around someone like that? Yeah, so he was just like, no, don't want to be a friend anymore. And so Hero is going, oh, well, okay then, and leaves him alone. <laughs> wow. Mm. But Hero is going around and just to feel alive is what he says killing random people like he walks up to a oh i thought that was you already told him that bit no i just remember how he, how he killed the bully <laughs> yeah yeah so he's killing he's walking up to a cul-de-sac of like four or five units picking one at random walking in and just killing everybody inside and leaving it's it's brutal yeah it's a pretty brutal scene uh, and i'm going to give a bit of a content warning for people listening because it's it's pretty like even it's just pretty triggering it, yeah pretty just, just the one in particular we see he walks into the kitchen spoilers this is all spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it is all spoilers, but um, looks, yeah, gore, walk, like, yeah, not gore spoilers. Yeah, gore, psychological spoilers. Content warning. Yeah. So he goes and kills the mum in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, just walks. she's cooking, and she's like, she hears a noise, and she turns back, and she's like, oh, uh, who are you? Yeah, it's like you're not my son, who I was expecting to come through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, daughter, daughter, yeah. whoever. So yeah, so he kills her, then goes into the bathroom where a father and young son are having a bath. Mm-hmm. And basically makes the father big. No, he makes the father just basically freaks out. big. Yeah, like, he, 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 he starts calling next to him, and he's like, "Look, I'm going to kill you." And he's like, you, "Is my wife dead?" He's like, "Yep, your mm. wife's dead." So like, please, please, just whatever you do, just don't kill my son. Like, yeah. I really like kill me, just don't kill him. And he like turns away and shields the boy from the from hero. Yeah, hero shoots him, and the father falls forward. 
trapping the boy underwater and drowning him. No, what? Mm-hmm. How old? How old's the boy? He looks like he's like four or five. Looks looks very young. Mm, Yeah, young boy, but not so young that he doesn't know what's going on. Like he's struggling, and it's yeah, yeah. It's not really rough. Mm. Mm. Then the daughter comes home, and she's like, "Oh, mom, I'm home." And so he goes. He's still there for some reason, probably just watching the death and everything. Mm. And he's like, "Oh, you're here. Your family's dead. I killed them. Let's go upstairs." Do you read manga? What? Yeah. Oh yeah, like she literally comes in. She looks. She she sees blood and she's like, "What is going on?" Mm. But isn't so, that kind of like a common thing with anime when you've got somebody in that position? I feel like there's a really common theme where, in anime especially, they put a lot of attention on that kind of disconnect from reality. So when you take that step towards. Um, I guess being a monster in quotation marks and, you know, you're, you're going on a rampage or whatever, you lose that sense of humanity and... I mean, you'd have to if you're killing people. Mm. Yeah, but, like, like it. I feel like they emphasize it a lot more where it's it's really stark, that contrast. Like, in, uh, mm. in ReZero, for instance, we had Beetlegeist who was just off the wall, you know, tits out crazy. Like, there was mm. just no hiding it. But he was still coherent, mm, but there mm. was just a very Somewhat. obvious, um, I'm understanding reality, but I'm just so completely insane and warped that I I live here, but my mind is completely gone. Like it- I feel like it's such a, like, it's not like real life. Like, I, I watch a lot of criminal what is it like investigations and stuff mm. and like I, I fuck ton like that's all I do in my spare time <laughs> <laughs> um, where it's like short cases and they look into the minds of the killers and stuff and they're just like a lot of them seem like normal people mm. and yeah. sometimes like you'll you'll see like oh that guy's a bit off or that girl's a bit kind of mentally not there mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. most of the time they just look like normal people mm-hmm. and they are they, they literally are it's just they have something, something yeah. small is wrong with them. It's just something so small is wrong with them. Like, they're, what is it, like, psychologically. Mm. That, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that, that's the so that's the character we have to deal with, though. He's just completely insane, basically. Mm. And he's like, yeah, so he's like, oh, do you read manga? I love manga. Let's talk about manga. And she's like, oh, whatever. Oh. And it's like, oh, do you read One Piece? She's like, yeah, I guess I read One Piece. And he goes, like, who's your, who's your favorite character? Like, down to that point where he's trying to be friends with her. Mm-hmm. And then he kills her. Because she's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, what? what is going on? And it's at that time where Inuyashiki figures out that he's actually got more. Like he, he knows he can heal people. And he started going around and trying to... Save people. Yeah, save people. Because mm. that makes him feel alive. He's like, well, I save people, I feel alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he'll he hear things and... in his head. Yeah. Where he's just like, mom, help. Grandma's inside the house. The house is on fire. Help, mm. help. And so he's just like, he he just runs there, um, jumps into the house without a shirt on, saves the grandma, the dad. Yeah. And he's, and he's just like, don't tell the police I was here. Yeah, like, don't tell anybody about me. It's fine. And then he leaves. Yeah. And he, and he keeps trying to, like, he's heard hero kill the girl. before. The, yeah. the girl, yeah. And she's, like, begging for her life. And she's, like, full crying, like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please, please. And 
like his face goes all like euphoric and's like, oh, this is this is what makes me feel alive. Mm. Yeah, and then and so he the, kind of lets her beg. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, he kills the girl. Inuyasha shows up and he's like, oh, and they have a little bit of a confrontation where the where Hiro shoots him, mm-hmm. and because they're both the same robot, he goes down because he's still learning everything. He like passes out a little bit, but then gets back up afterwards. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and Hiro's gone by this point. Mm-hmm. And he just starts crying basically in front of the house because he wasn't fast enough to save anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the that's the they basically crux grows from there where Hero becomes more and more insane mm-hmm. to the point where his powers, like both of their powers, do work through cameras and social media. Yep. And so he just eventually gets like to the point where he's killing everybody through smartphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they'll be on the phone, he'll just shoot them through the earpiece and kill them. Can I? One one thing about these shows that always interests me is. And I don't know whether this is strictly with anime, but I feel like anime is, I don't know whether it's subconscious or conscious, but it has a super heavy fixation on, um, basically, it's not, it's not what, uh, how do I phrase, no small actors, no, no small um, roles, just small actors, like, there's no... There's nobody who is inherently powerless. There's nobody who inherently has no meaning or worth or whatever. It's what you're given in this world and what you do with it that matters. And in shows like this, they I feel like they really explore it. Same thing with um, uh, Death Note. Um, it's all about, hey, dude, we're both people, or in this case, we're both robots, whatever. Um, mm. And it just shows the two complete polar opposites of what people can do when given an opportunity. And... Mm. It seems to be really, really interested just culturally in exploring um, what might drive the polar opposites and when it comes down to it, um, and without going into this week's show too much, I feel like, um, oh, not even this week's show, next week's show, um, I feel like they really emphasize, hey, get over yourself, um, have some humility and maybe don't be an asshole and you might actually enjoy yourself. Mm. I feel like there's a real... It, it's always about trying to... Like Naruto as well. The main theme of the show is the non-bromance bromance between Naruto and Sasuke. Of, oh, mm. Sasuke, you know, why don't you just come home and we can be happy and blah, blah, blah. And Sasuke's like, mm. no, I must rebel. And I feel like that's like a central th- theme of so much anime. Well, I think it's important. It's Makes a, sense. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a well for one thing from drama, it's a good perspective to have people with different ideologies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to remember that even though we enjoy anime and we can say, oh, it's got adult themes, generally it's aimed at younger people, and I think mm-hmm. that helps people to not this one. No, not this, this one's one definitely people. adult. No, but like younger adults, like I wouldn't expect a fifty-year-old to watch it and be like, I'm very intrigued in this. Oh uh, yeah. It's generally towards younger people, and it's sort of is a way to help the like the writers and stuff like they're around our age as well it's a way to help them find their identity and mm. it's a thing that people struggle with a lot of like well if this happened to me what would i do what would the difference be would i do mm. this would i do that it's the whole like who can you relate to mm. and try and give them a good not show but like to get meaning out of it as well yeah it's like you, you want to have a message you want to send a message and that's a a common message a lot of people struggle with is who am i really Mm. and what do i want to be and then that's an easy way to say well i've got a person who wants to do all good a person who wants to do all bad 
and I can create situations in the middle that, that sort of mm. identify who I am and who I want to be. Mm, that's true. There's, mm. there's a, I don't know yeah, if it's a famous quote, but there's something that a guy said that's um, everybody in life is playing out a story. Mm. Whether or not you know the story, it doesn't matter. You're still playing out a story that's played out hundreds of thousands of times before. And if you know your story, you can change the outcome or you can help change the outcome mm. because you might be oblivious to the fact that you're walking down the wrong road. And so I think you're absolutely right, yeah, that it mm. it helps flesh people or helps, yeah, I guess, flesh mm. people out. I mean, it's it all comes into like manga. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off there. Uh, manga is an art form mm. and you express yourself through art. Mm. Sorry, I cut you off there. Oh, I was going to say a hit on the, what Rob was, that quote Rob said, where generally most people don't know they're doing something quote unquote wrong until they like kind of have it pointed out in front of them Mm. and that could be a show movie saying this is not inherently wrong but it's not exactly the right thing to do yeah Mm. like Mm. running away from home sasuke yeah and then the whole the whole town and village be of his friends being like no please don't don't Mm. do it and like even, to a, even to a certain extent in Naruto, the wrong choice was going and chasing him as well. Mm. It was like, you can the, sometimes you can. have to let your friend go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also that that could be a, it's all like growing. a message as well. <laughs> like, even in the worst situations, your friends still need you and you need to be there for them. Mm. Yeah. Either way, we'll, we'll get back into Inuyasha just because we're getting... We, we're running a bit longer than we thought we might with, two, with just the three of us. <laughs> It's because we bounce well. <laughs> anyway, the, we're going through all that there. The show sort of evolves to this point where it's um, hero Fine. is just completely, completely overpowered. Mm-hmm. Just like to a certain, he's just way too ridiculous. And Inuyashiki, whilst he has the same powers, doesn't have the same control over them. Yeah. And hero is threatening to kill a thousand people a day until he kills every single person in Japan. Because they're all his enemy. Yeah, everyone in Japan is his enemy. He's going to kill everybody no matter who they are. So people try to escape, as you would, on a plane. And then he proves that he can also control planes. And just kind what? of sense... Yeah. Because they're all electricals. So yeah. they just he just kind of grabs them out of the sky, like with a like metaphorical hand, I guess. <laughs> Major's hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like drops them to the ground. And like, mm. you know, there's fires and like basically 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah, so he's also like, he has complete control over like communication networks and stuff. Like it's just completely insane how mm. powerful he and Inuyashiki are. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, Inuyashiki actually does get the get advantage on him and uh, rip his arms off and rip open his head so that he's no longer a threat in theory. Mm-hmm. And it's like all oh, all is well and good. He's stopped. He calms down and he goes to see his friend. He's like, I just want to read manga like it's the old times and just be friends. Right. Then and the friend calls Inuyashiki and and is like, he's here. He's here. here save help. me. <laughs> mm. And he like. Hero basically regrets his decision, realizes he's not unstoppable, so he's going to just give up and try and go home. After his family's been killed as well. His his mother kills herself when she finds out what he's done. Right. Hmm. And then after all... This is just like glossing over towards the end so we can get into our topic for the week. Mm -hmm. True, true. Hmm. Sorry, Ty. That's fine. That's okay. Okay. After all of that, then it turns out that it was all for nothing because there's a meteor coming for Earth that's going to destroy all life on Earth. Oh, of course. <laughs> so they have to make a decision to, like, Inuyashiki and Hiro are the only ones who can stop it. 
because you know of course they are america has apparently been trying and fails and it has possibly the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen uh, on in an anime you know how they, the people say that the simpsons predicted donald trump to be president yep. which they did yep so did this show <laughs> oh yeah no i saw so so i was googling this show while we were talking about it and one of the screenshots was of trump as yeah yeah so he's president and he says we've done everything we can there's nothing i can do you guys can do whatever you want we're all going to die in three days Mm-hmm. so Inuyashiki flies up to the meteor and just starts tearing it apart because he's like I need to t- take this down I need to save everybody I need to save my family mm. his family by now have accepted him because they saw him saving people he saved his daughter's life and so they're like you, are you, you serious? Just- sorry slight rant they accept him now because he's a super OP cyborg capable of saving people god what a Pretty good much. family. <laughs> what it, lovely it, people. It only took him being Superman to be accepted. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Pretty bad. And so that they do all that. He goes to get the meteor and then he finds out that he's not powerful enough to stop it. He can't break the meteor in time. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing he can do. And then Hero turns up and he's like, oh, I figured out what we can do. If one of us self-destructs on the meteor, then we'll save everybody. You know, classic villain repenting for themselves and everything. Yeah. So I wasn't like, even repent. He was just like, "Look, I have people. I want this. I want to stay alive as well." Hmm. So he's like, "Yep, okay. Well, I'm gonna kill. Like, I'm gonna self destruct so you get out of here." He self destructs, and the meteor is not destroyed. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. So he self destructs for absolutely nothing, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And Inuyashiki realizes he has to also self destruct to save everybody. Mm-hmm. So he does. He calls his friend on Earth and he's like, "Tell everybody that Hero saved everyone." I'm coming home now. Hangs up the phone, blows up the meteor, end of the show. Wow. Mm. That's a trip. That's mm. actually that's actually a really cool... Like, in terms of recaps that you guys have done, I feel like that is... Maybe it's because you did it all in one swing, but mm. I really like the way that you guys explored that topic. I really mm. enjoyed that. That's cool. It was it a really like good, a good show. show. Most of the time we watch a an okay show mm. and we're like ah oh, whatever <laughs> but i was enthralled like i was absolutely mm. hooked and i was gonna i started out being like oh i got breaking bad vibes over here because it starts out very breaking bad mm. yeah zach did not want to watch it no i was just like <laughs> is this the one because you were talking about like robots and stuff and, and i didn't talk about anything you were you were just like this is the one you want to watch right because mm. <laughs> it, it just didn't seem like the kind of thing you actually would normally want to watch but i think you mentioned about robots or something a mm. long time ago yeah and so I was like, okay, well, that's something to be aware of. But then nothing was happening. I'm like, is this, is this the one? This is just anime Breaking Bad. He's going to have to go and become a drug lord or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Turns out he's dead. Robot. <laughs> and everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Inuyashiki, The Last Hero. It was really good. I would definitely recommend, even if you've listened this far, to give it a watch. Because there's a lot that happens that we just glossed Skipped over. over. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. It's really good. Hmm. Moving on. That's why I said we should watch it for the show. Oh, like, like watch it now. Leave it out for the show, and like watch it next week or something with you guys, or like next month. Nah, we got too much to watch. We got too much on the list already. We'll add it to the list and we'll revisit it some other time in the future. It is on the list. Moving on though. So (laughs) after after all that, we also watched Digimon. Hell yeah! (laughs) This episode was odd, primarily because it actually had something happen. Oh really? I was, like, I, I was actually going to say that I 
I'm kind of off this week on it just because it feels kind of aimless. So I'm really happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. So as you may recall from last week, Eismon was just fighting them oh, in the yes. Ninja world. Yes. Eismon. <laughs> the, the skyscraper renovator. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, we follow like we follow on from that immediately. He's digivolved into Orochimon, who is an eight-headed Hydra monster. Uh huh. And Similar he's so powerful that he is an ultimate Digimon with his eight heads. Is able to take down the six Digi Destined and their ultimate Digimon. <gasps> no. Oh, no. Unstoppable. Even against Metal Greymon's titty lasers, it's unstoppable. <laughs> I'm Literally titty lasers. to Yatamen. Yeah. <laughs> Not too far off. He does also have titty rockets. Oh, no. <laughs> but does he moan while he shoots them is the question. No, no. Look, Yataman is with something Next else. level. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they Orochimon manages to take all of them down. They get separated again. Mm-hmm. Except the separation is Matt and Ty in one group and everybody else in another group. Mm-hmm. They group up and the uh, Izzy, Imi, Joe, Sora, and their Digimon are like, we're so we're so weak. And then they're like, no, we're not weak. Now, Gramamon becomes the best, the like the biggest Digimon in Zudamon. Garudamon becomes the hottest Digimon in like Garudamon. Lilymon is the cutest, and Ultra Carboterimon is just the coolest. Mm-hmm. It's like none of this is true. You've all got the worst Digimon. We all know it's all about Greymon and Garudamon. <laughs> You all suck. <laughs> <laughs> but they all charge in and they all go to fight back and they eventually defeat Orochimon. Nice. And also, but, is this just like $2 Tiamat? Uh, what? Not really. Like, it looks like there's eight snakes hanging out together. Uh, it's a, it's like seven grey snakes and one black snake. Hmm. And they hit, they kill the black snake's head and they're like, oh no. Oh, oh yes, at least. The black snake was the actual head. All mm. the others were just arms limbs. or limbs, limbs, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're just tentacles with faces on them that shoot laser beams. Also, this is probably inappropriate, but the one black head, six white heads, reminds me of that uh, meme of the white girl surrounded by black dudes on a couch, except reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for taking it there. And That's handball. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I can work with that. <laughs> when I say something happens, that's pretty much the ju- like the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Except, dun dun dun, because of Orochimon and previously Aizumon's setup, his effects are actually affecting the real world in real time. Ooh! And so there's EMP blasts all over the city, and that and the Digivices or the Digi Digidestined use Digivices to communicate. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you remember. Orochimon and his EMP blast managed to knock out those digivices so they can't actually communicate anymore. Uh-huh. For the so time being. like, proper split up. Yeah, yeah. So they're completely separated. But that also happens to the real world with cars and trains and everything being shut down. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just lines and lines of traffic of cars that are just completely wiped out, basically. Mm-hmm. And all the people are saying, oh, let's go get on the trains. They're running again. Despite the fact that in the last week, the tr- one of the trains went absolutely crazy. All of Tokyo had a three-day blackout. And the train suddenly shut down again because of something you don't know about. Mm. Does that sound like the kind of time where you'd run to the trains? Zach, all I'm I mean, saying it's Japan. is this is very reminiscent of our stories or stories, discussions about trains. <laughs> you love trains. I know you love trains. And it's all because they're so reliable. So, yes, people still get on trains like me. You're basically <laughs> Joey. 
But with trains. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate trains. Trains are the worst and I can't stand them. I no, know. but Japan trains. Yeah, Japanese trains. I, I would think about getting on a reliable Japanese train. Except when the whole world is going crazy and they weren't reliable three days ago. No. See, this is... Okay, so, Ty, I don't know if you know, but Zach and I have had long conversations about trains and my draw with trains is the fact that they're unreliable. I rock up early and it's kind of like Russian roulette. Am I going to get to where I need to be? Yep. <laughs> yep. And as a holiday goer, that's what? fine. As a free time having person, that's fine. As a, I have to get to work and I've already left 45 minutes earlier than I needed to to accommodate for this train, so don't you dare be late on me. That's not fine. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, true, true. Like, we, when we were in Japan, we missed, like, we booked a train ticket to go somewhere because there's some trains you have to book tickets for. And we booked it, went to the wrong place, or went to the right place, stood in the wrong spot and didn't catch the train. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big deal because it was an accident. Who cares? And you okay. probably got there but, anyway on time because they're super cool. Ah, we got there eventually. We weren't really running late for anything. It was just, mm. a, oh, we missed out. Okay, well, that's something that happened. Where if that had happened to me and when I was trying to get to work, I'd have been furious. Mm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> also, quick question. Orochimon. Uh, Orochimaru. Uh, what does, does Orochi mean snake in Japanese? Uh, it's like a big serpent. It's from the legends. Uh, it's like a legend about it being uh, an eight-headed uh, being an eight-headed snake mm-hmm. and um that's kind of where susana and stuff comes in because susana is also another legend where uh, i i can't i'm sorry i don't actually remember very well but i know that susana and orochi uh, yamato, yamato no orochi the legends they fight each other which is why when sasuke and orochi battle it's kind of like a oh shit kind of thing mm-hmm. So I've, I've looked it up, and it apparently uh, in Susano is uh, the storm god. Yeah, something I can't young- remember on the top of my head. What? The younger brother of the sun goddess Amaterasu, which is mm. the power mm. that they use. So cool! Yeah. A lot of, as we watch more anime, we probably find that a lot of it is drawing from the same sources. Mm. Mm. So it's like Naruto is probably the most... I'm going to say the most notorious for it because it just got so popular. Mm. But even like, you know, Choji and Shikamaru as a grouping mm. is a Japanese folklore. Yeah, you know, oh, Shikacho. Got you. Mm. So oh, that's even... not... Sorry. So that's not something that is made up for the show where they're like, oh, it's the Ino Shikacho. It's like, no, that's actually. <laughs> I love it because when I told, when we were watching it and I told you that, you were like, wait, what? <laughs> Like your whole life was destroyed. <laughs> no, because I thought it was so cool. I'm like, oh, it's really cool that this show that it is, you know, it's building its own little internal folklore about mm. in this one town, these three families always end up on the same I team. I mean, we always do that in modern society. We have stuff, we have so much stuff about Greek gods and mm, mm. like, it, we always work it in somehow. That's true. It was just an unexpected thing to be like, oh, this mm. is so minor and so irrelevant. And it's just something cute. Mm. And it's like, oh no, this is actually a real, like, oh. Oh man, a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> Destroyed. Mm. But these effects on the real world that I was talking about with the Rochamon, getting back to Digimon, the effects on the real world are very much as follows: TK, who is Matt's brother, who we finally see, gets no a glimpse of Orochimon. He exists. It's like, oh my god, it's there. And Kari, Ty's sister, sees Orochimon projected onto a skyscraper. Uh-huh. So they already have some sort of connection to the digital world mm. because and no one else it, it everyone else is yeah, yeah. No one mentions it no one says anything it's just like oh okay I guess only they're the ones seeing it mm. it's super weird but 
we get the preview for next week and it shows that not only are TK and Kyrie going to actually be involved, they might actually get to participate in the adventure. <laughs> Maybe. Right. It's weird. I wonder what compelled them to have them involved now. Uh, they're like We've been talking a while about Andromon. Mm-hmm. Andromon being the holy Digimon. Yeah, yeah. And that's TK's uh, Palmon digivolves into Andromon. Oh, right. Kari right. also, her Digimon, Gatomon, digivolves into Andromon. So they're the holy Digimon. Right, and right. Up until this episode, I hadn't really considered the fact that Andromon, like the holy Digimon, might be plural rather than singular. Yes, right. We talked right, about right. it, though. We literally talked about that it. Is jokes. <laughs> like, I was like, that's so fucking sexist. Gotcha. <laughs> because Kari. The opening theme has TK and it has Kari. And then the closing theme has only TK. Where is Kari? Why? She's not going to be I literally there. mentioned it every time. He was like, what about Andrew Woman? And you were like, yeah, what about Andrew Woman? And now you're like, nah, she's never, she was never part of it. I never thought she was actually going to be part of it. Because even in the you original... Butthole. Even in the original series, Kari doesn't show up as an actual usable person until like halfway through. <gasps> usable person. She's not there. She's not on the <laughs> camp. She's stuck at home as an invalid because she's sick. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All I'm saying is Kari for <laughs> Digidest in 2020. I'm on board. I like it. I'm, oh I'm my god. Okay, Digidest. I thought you said president. <laughs> <laughs> also, Kari president. I don't really care who's president. Anyone else is fine. But. We also see at the end of the episode, there is a countdown clock on all the screens throughout Japan of 10 minutes, and nobody knows what it is. And in the preview for next week, in addition to seeing Kari and TK getting their show, we also see Devimon. And dun, I think dun, last dun. week I actually mentioned that we haven't seen any hint of Devimon, and I wonder if he's going to be mm. in the show. Mm-hmm. Here he comes. Yeah, right. Okay. Hmm. So I am pretty keen for the next few episodes to actually get the full Digidestined team together. And then get four episodes where uh, the first episode, Palmon will digivolve into Angemon. Then the next episode, whatever Gatomon's pre-evolution will digivolve into Gatomon. And then the next episode, Angemon will become uh, Arch Angemon. And Gatomon will become Angewoman in those four episodes in that order. Probably. <laughs> because that's how the show has done things. <laughs> it's been, okay, everyone got their champion form. Fantastic. Next set. Now everyone got their ultimate form. Here we go. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, listening to you recap it over the week and every week, you always did point out that it was very step by step. It's formulaic to an insulting degree. I mean, it is a kids' show as well. It is. It is. Like, <laughs> like even the other day, you were saying, "Oh, it's past like what seventeen episodes now? What's it gonna be?" And I'm like, literally, every season has been about fifty episodes. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but it's where in see, like other shows like Misfit of Demon King Academy that came out this season have have concluded at thirteen, which is a standard place for them to conclude. Digimon Adventure is at seventeen. Where could it go? <laughs> How high is it going to go? Is it going to become twenty four? Is it going to hit thirty? Is it going to hit forty? Is it going to stop at fifty? I know. One piece, nine hundred episodes. Oh yes. <laughs> Can we just do the first episode, uh, first season of One Piece? <laughs> one day, one day. Uh, like, so that, that's yeah. That's when we started about Digimon. There, there was one thing I wanted to bring up about Mega uh, Mega Cover Terrymon, but I think I'll save that for when we get Mega Evolutions. Oh my god, can we stop? Like, Zach does not shut up about this. <laughs> I don't I just... understand the decision-making process. 
I love I love that this is a thing that happens in your house is these conversations that have to happen. Oh no, yeah. Like half of what we talk about on the show is just us bitching. <laughs> like uh, I don't even know like the mega commentary one thing. We talked about that for like an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how fucking dumb it is. It's so stupid. I have to say, one thing that one thing that I love about this podcast is um there's a philosopher I forget his name, but basically he um, came to the conclusion that life is absurd, nothing matters, mm-hmm. so you may as well live absurdly. And I feel like this show, adults arguing about a children's show, is like the epitome of Absurdity. our time is limited, the world <laughs> makes no sense, so fuck it, let's have some fun. And I really like it. <laughs> it's good, oh, I quite man. enjoy it. It's, it's not even a matter of arguing. It's, look. Ridiculous, it's ridiculous. I'll, I'll give you a brief rundown, I won't get into the whole thing. So... <laughs> The different stages of Digimon evolution are rookie and pre-rookie, whatever. Um, like it's that. baby form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like so, floaty baby thing. Yeah. yeah. Rookie, champion, ultimate, mega, and then it goes above mega. I have no idea what's above mega, but it's something else. So, I can't remember either. We have, um, what is his name when he's not Carpeterimon? I've forgotten. Tentamon. Tentamon yeah, is, the, forgot too. is the rookie Digimon's name. He evolves uh-huh. into Kabuterimon in his champion form, and everything's fine. In his ultimate form, he becomes Ultra Kabuterimon, and then in his mega form, he becomes Hercules Kabuterimon, because he's a Hercules beetle. Mm-hmm. But in, in Australia, in English, when they decided to translate that, they took ultimate version Ultra Kabuterimon and turned him to ultimate version Mega Kabuterimon, and then two episodes later introduced... Mega vo- mega forms of Digimon. So, so why is Mega Carboterimon not a Mega Digimon? Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It doesn't make any sense. Wait, so did they just screw up on the on the oh, translation? Right. I have no, I, I don't have an answer. We don't have a, we may never have an answer. It might be one of those things that we just go to the grave never knowing why they change Ultra Carboterimon to Mega Carboterimon. If I had to bet, I would say it's because they wanted to make it easier for kids to say and mm. ultra is harder to say than mega ultra <laughs> pussy i feel like so, that's way easier ultra no but uh, yeah and ultra is seen as more than mega so people would have been confused like ultra ball mm. yes yeah, like ultra ball which is you know not called ultra ball wait what what it's hyper ball in the ah, original that's yeah. why it has a h on it wait what Ultra Ball in Pokemon is the black ball with the yellow stripes, yeah? Uh, it's been a while, but let's yes. say yes. 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 yes, that's the one. So, I, I know what it is. I'm asking Robert to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware of the different kinds of ball. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you have a avid interest in balls, huh? Oh, I love those balls. Give me some of them Kurt's... Uh, what does he ask for? He asks for apricorns. Apricorns, yeah. Apricorns, and I'll, I'll be all about those balls. <laughs> but an Ultra Ball has a H on it. And as a kid, it used to drive me crazy because... It doesn't look like a U from the front. It doesn't look like a U from the back. So why is it called an Ultra Ball? Wait, hold on. So while you're explaining this, I understand that. But what I'm super confused about is why the really relaxed Zach, who doesn't get pedantic about these sorts of things at all, (laughs) like Ultra and Mega, why would he get upset about the ball? (laughs) Sorry. I know, it's so out of character (laughs) to have an outrageous argument. (laughs) It's so funny how nitpicky you are about some of these things. It's so good. I love it. 
And then I don't, like, I get broad strokes things wrong. I'm like, ah, oh, he's a killer robot. Well, actually, no, he's not a robot. He's a dinosaur. Ah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, so that in Japanese, it's called a hyperball. And they changed it because ultra sounds better than hyper. And yet, in this situation, mega sounds better. Yeah, but it's wrong. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, such a good name. But anyway, like I said, it doesn't matter. We're going to move on because we have one more show to talk about. The main topic of the... Can I just <laughs> change it to Iyashiki? Because we talked about like that for an hour. No, I'm not going to change it to Iyashiki. Because we didn't talk about Iyashiki for an hour. I have the time sense written down. I know how long we Ridiculous. talk about things for. <laughs> I am the timekeeper, the keeper of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, we're now going to instead talk about the main uh, main drawer of this episode, which is the Lost Village. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Oh my so god. Excited. Rob, do you want to give us a breakdown on the Lost Village? No, but I will anyway. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, basically, we start watching this show, and it's a bunch of people on a bus who have basically hopped on a conspiracy train that says if you uh, go to this village you can start your life over again and somehow they've wound up in the same clique like having discovered it and they've all decided to start their lives over again for separate reasons and uh, basically they eventually find the village after a little bit of getting lost and losing a bus and um, gaining a bus driver and um, yeah, basically the whole village is really screwy and people start going a little bit crazy and they start seeing things and it turns out these things are manifestations of parts of themselves they've left behind in their past and basically they have to figure out what's going on, try and survive, try and not get killed by the other people who originally came on the bus and rescue themselves from themselves, essentially. Mm. Um yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good summary. There's it's only very one... fucked up anyway. <laughs> it's hard to give a proper like breakdown. summary. Yeah, yeah, but then that's a good overall breakdown. The only thing I would probably make sure to mention next time, Rob, when you're breaking things down, is the best song of all time, "The Unlucky Hippopotamus." Oh my, oh god. my god! Yeah, actually, that was not bad. <laughs> that was yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, but no, I was, yeah, it's a good, good breakdown there. So the village. What did you think, first of all? I probably, I'm rambling and mumbling over nothing. What did you think of The Lost Village, Rob? About the location or the about the anime? Uh, let's go with the location first. Okay, so I thought the location was pretty cool, picturesque. I thought the buildings were a bit, bit rough around the edges, but it was understandable because it had been uh, abandoned, more or less. But mm. it was really nice. Like I really liked the aesthetic. I liked how it was in the center of a forest, near a mountain, you had a river... It was. I, I really like that kind of, um, that kind of aesthetic. Like I really wanted growing up. I watched a lot of gardening shows, and one thing I really wanted was a running river through my backyard with like a little neat bridge and like like kind of Japanesey style things. So I really mm. like the village, despite that's the cool. rundown houses. Nice. That was, I, that was not an answer I expected you to have. Oh, really? What were you expecting? <laughs> I was expecting you to make a joke and then move on. Oh. What? <laughs> okay, because I thought, okay, because I asked the question as a joke, do you want me to talk about the village? And then you answered, and it seemed sincere, and I'm like, well, I'll just roll with it then. <laughs> Excellent. That was the whole plan. A peek behind the curtain for the listeners, that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> the joke was you being serious. Ah! Oh, just like the rest of my life. 
<laughs> Derailed. Being serious. Oh, truth. Anyway, uh, what did you think of the actual show overall, Robin? I'm going to ask you next time, so make sure you have your opinion ready. Um, I have my opinion. Excellent. I thought it was an. It was kind of. It was kind of like if somebody who was interested in psychology decided to have a wank over uh, trauma <laughs> and psychological issues and was like, what if we like took this wank and turned it into an anime where the whole thing is about weird hang-ups from the past and then, you know, I don't know, like, to me it was just really wanky. And it was like, you could have you could have done this anime in like a five minute conversation about trauma and its ramifications and it was drawn out to 12 episodes and a song about a hippopotamus <laughs> so i'm guessing you didn't like the the show that much then it was i i was watching it waiting for it to start mm. and then when it ended it was like no okay so that was actually the show like that actually happened and it wasn't that it was bad it's just that it was like oh this is all it is is it's mm. literally just an exploration of a kind of psychological concept mm, mm. and that was disappointing to me because i thought it there would be more to it than that because you kind of almost can guess it a few episodes in mm. and i because of that i wasn't I was hoping for more just so that I could be surprised because if it was only that, it would be just Sad. meh. And yeah. it was. Hmm. That's fair enough. Ty, did you have, what were your thoughts, similar? Kind of similar. I, except like where you were disappointed, it was more for, I've watched and read so many mundane animes and, story, and mangas and stuff where it was like, oh, this is a little bit different. <laughs> so it was kind of good in that way where it's, Oh, yep. Yeah, because there's like thousands and thousands where it's just like, oh, like simple, simple stories. Where mm. So this actually felt like it had something else to it, which was nice. The mm. The same thing where you're like, oh, it's someone who, it feels like it was someone who like read a bit on psychology and was like, oh, yeah, fucking like wanking off at it and be like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. But... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. It was mm. just interesting. Yeah, the- it wasn't bad. It was... It was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was interesting that you can't live without your trauma. Like, so they had to go back, um, the main character and... The- Masaki and whatever his name is. Yeah, M- Mitsu, Mitsu something, yeah. Mitsumine. Mitsumine, yeah. To get his trauma back, because if he doesn't, he'd become like the researcher where he just aged like 20 years in three years. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, that was interesting. But like also if you can't, uh, if you stay there and reject your trauma, then you also lose yourself and slowly become like dehumanized, not human. Mm. I thought that was really like interesting. Like, Mm. I mean, everyone has like trauma, so to speak. Mm. So it was an interesting take on it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that we only got a few of the different traumas. Like we didn't see every single one, which would have been tiring. Oh, really? I I would have liked that. 
Mm. I actually, I, yeah, would have liked I, it too. I felt it was two-dimensional because it only manifested in one way for each of them. And I thought it lacked depth as a result. Like, there's, you know, some of these characters aren't young and I feel like they would have had mm. a lot more crap going on by then, you know? Mm. I think it becomes too convoluted, though. It's the same thing as, like, a Bogart in Harry Potter where it's, it's mm. lucky that we only see a few of their, like, fears because... How do you show a fear of heights? How do you show a fear of puberty? Uh, that was the whole that guy that had societal fears, and it and it manifested in, um, like a table, the table, yeah, the, the eye the of, the of the wood, yeah, yeah, and it, it was mm. just a messy blob of like wood grain, mm. Mm. and it was like it was really interesting to me, like yeah. that's the, that was their take on it, but mm. yeah. That's true. Yeah, so that that was you know that was one part of it all on that side. The other thing that I sort of had a, it was it had very I'm fourteen and this is deep vibes. Yes, <laughs> where it was like oh okay, and I I liked the fact that uh, what was her name the love pond, I liked the fact that she had an actual real trauma, love because pond? if she had mm. the same level of like, I don't even know who else. I mean, real trauma is pretty like dehumanizing itself i'm sorry so, some <laughs> of them seemed like they would not have a real trauma it's like oh i'm a kid and i wasn't allowed to do things i don't remember which one you're talking about and like speed stars trauma didn't seem very it seemed almost common whereas like my especially in japan of oh, my parents wanted me to be perfect and when i couldn't be perfect they cast me aside mm. and it's like uh like that's traumatizing but it's not like you know, my mum was a prostitute and the monk tried to kill me. Traumatising. Or my brother died and my mother basically forgot I existed as a consequence. Traumatising. It's a different level. That also brings into question, like, the the other, like, philosophical side of it where, like, what is trauma? Like, it's... Uh, something very small can be extremely traumatising to someone else and not be traumatising at all to you. Mm. No, yeah, that's true. That's Where true. something really big could be just a, oh yeah, whatever, to mm. someone else and kind of brush it off. But you you might find that like horrifying. Mm. Uh, it, it's for, like, look, better words. <laughs> if it was real people and they were having real trauma, I wouldn't be saying anything like that. No, but that but also being a show about trauma. It seems a bit like a lot to say. I'm going to start a. I know he was there to try and make sure Mitsumine didn't have any major problems and wanted to continue having him as a puppet. Mm. But it was. It wasn't as much as the others. I, I think you just haven't grown up with people like that or know someone who has that sort of issues. A lot of kids have that issue with parents, and I suppose it's more common in very like traditional backgrounds. So, or even just like cultures. Maybe. I'm only commenting from a dramatic sense. I'm not talking like, from a storyline perspective, not from mm. a actual mm. trauma perspective. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I get it, but it's hard to say. Mm. Well, we can disagree. We're not going to find a consensus on that, that we're going to be able to have a good discussion on a recorded conversation for That's us. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so that's a different story altogether. But I, yeah, I just thought it was odd that some of them were, you know, not as dramatically intense as the others, so it didn't, it didn't draw a good comparison. Hmm. But that being said, that's how it is. I was going to ask you guys, similar to the Mob Psycho 100, who you most related to, but I don't think that's an appropriate question for this episode. No. So we should move on from that as a as a secondary thing there. You can ask who you're related to in this. Moving on. I'm not going to ask you that, so we're going to move on from that side of it there. Did you have any characters who you were 
rooting for or rooting against in particular? Rob. Uh, okay. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, I I didn't find very many of them likable. Mm. I mm. guess I felt the main character was the most likable just because... He's the he, main character? <laughs> yeah, but like he was... He was... What was his name? Where is he? Uh, Mitsumune. Yeah, Mitsumune. I felt he was really... I mean, like, he's just a kid, right? And this this is actually touching on what you said, Zach, is a lot of these characters are really young, and the bus driver says it himself, that he feels like the dad of the group because everybody else is just a kid. And it's like, what do these kids know about legitimate... Like, and again, talking, I guess... So I was saying what you said before, it's like... Dramatic, le- dramatic legitimacy. Yeah, it's like, just, he, he seemed like a really wishy-washy character, and even though he was the most, uh, I guess, positive and most quote-unquote inspiring or whatever, I don't know, um, I felt no no want for him to succeed. Mm. Um, and if, if anything, actually, where's his... There was one character who always had shadows under his eyes, like bags under his eyes, and um, who was that? I don't remember that, but that's fair enough. Um, I liked him, but I, I, sorry, I've got a a um, characters and voice actors. Oh, here I've got more characters, um, but I also kind Jack? of like because we didn't see much of Jack really. Who was Jack? He was the. There was so many people. Up. It's so hard to keep. Up. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the one that stabbed his classmates. Oh, mm. classmate. Uh, the, the one I'm talking about is Valkana. I thought you were going to say Valkana. Oh, yeah. Just, just for no other reason than, I don't know, he seemed to have a personality and he <laughs> seemed to want to fight. Like, he, mm. he wasn't there for, eh, you know, why not? Let's take the easy way out. Like, it I seemed like it, an I easy way it, out, but also it was a actual struggle for him whereas everybody else was just kind of like lazy about it like lazy about starting a new life or something i don't know how to explain it no i think he was the one of all of them i liked volcano as well i'm not surprised at you both you guys are so predictable what do you mean <laughs> okay can, can okay you i got that, Ty? i got very much zach vibes from volcano <laughs> So it is not surprising both of you are like, oh, I like Volcano. Like, it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm on the same page as Rob, where if I had to choose one, like, I didn't want any of them to succeed. I wanted all of them to fail. (laughs) But if I had to choose one to succeed, it would have been Volcano. Ah, what a surprise. Yeah, right. (laughs) And that's the thing is I didn't want, like I said, even the main character who's a nice person, I I felt no want for him to succeed. And same with the others. They just, Mm. as I said, they approached it in a really, like... Like and I guess that's the premise way. of the show, is that they're all taking the easy way out. Mm. I, I, yeah, maybe that undermines the likability, I'm not sure. Well, I, maybe. My, my thinking on it is, Valkana seems like he assessed the situation when <laughs> my life is fucked, like, fucked, I fucked everything up, I can't fix it, I don't know how to fix it, I'm gonna go start a life in a new village, I know it's gonna be hard, since it's removed from society, I know I'm gonna have to go out and it's not gonna be a, a comfortable life, it's gonna be a difficult life. But I'm gonna give up this life, and I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. And I then think, I think yeah. when he when he got there and he saw everything was abandoned, he was like, "Oh, this is harder than I thought, but I'm gonna rough it out." 
and I'm going to get through it. And I'm going to, you know, if, no matter what it takes. I said I'd start a new life. I'll mm. start a new life. I'm not going back. And and mm. when uh, Yotsun disappears, the gangster guy, he goes all out on trying to save him. He's like, no, I'm going to take responsibility for my team. Like, this is our new life. We mm. have to try. Like, I'm sincerely going to try and get our shit together. Exactly but- right. The, there were also I forget what they were exactly, but there were there were some selfish elements into his motivations. But I feel like a lot of it was sincere. Um, mm. Yeah, trying. Yeah. yeah. I dis like I thought that we would have a good laugh about Manbei and Pitan because that's basically Ty and I in a haha funny way. But, but also kind of serious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, these two are really really annoying, and they need to communicate a little bit better. Oh, I fucking hated it when they were like, uh, he like he'd say something weird, or and she'd be like, "Oh, that's scary! Don't say that!" Mm. And he'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that's not what I meant." And I'm like, "Yes, it is. Exactly that's what exactly you what you meant." <laughs> mm. Or when when she said something, and he'd be like, "Oh, well, then it must be true then, because you said it." Yeah, and I'm like, it was oh, really kill bad. me. The other what? One that, the one that drove me crazy at the time was like, oh, well, you know, I'll die for you. Yeah, please die for me. It's like, well, hang on, wait a second. You've got no skills in this world, lady. <laughs> like, you've done nothing except for complain the whole time you've been here. You need him. If you don't have him, you're going to be pretty much on your own. No one's going to protect you. But but towards the end of it, she actually warmed up to it. I, I think it was actually Volcana, um, because her husband or whatever, fiancé, proved to be you know, fucking wet spaghetti or whatever that phrases. And she she got turned off him. And then, like, towards the end of it, he was being all lovey-dovey cuddly and she full shut him down. And I think yeah. that was like, yeah, actually, my fiancé is a useless twat. And I think she was realizing that. And that was interesting. Mm, that, was a, that was a good ending point for that as well. Ty, did you have any character you were rooting for or specifically rooting against? Not really, to be honest. No. It was all kind of a... Uh, Let's see how this pans out. Like, I feel like they want me to root for Mitsumune and uh, childhood friend who I forget. Hayato or Speedstar. Whatever. And, um, yeah, Mitsumune and uh, Masaki. Masaki. But it feels like it was just... I couldn't. (laughs) It was like, okay, well, I'll just see how you go and I'll I'll root for you from here. Like, I'll just watch and, like, accept (laughs) what happens. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it wasn't a... Conscious kind of, oh, go do it. No, no, don't do that. Like, it wasn't, oh, what's the word? Like, enthralling? Mm. Yeah, detached viewing. Yeah, it was more detached because mm. I, I don't know why exactly. It just didn't feel. They were all, I had the same problem because yeah. I watched this as it was coming out week to week. And by the time I realized how bad it was, I was already like. Invested. I was already like four episodes in. And I'm like, ah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick around for this. I'm sure it's not going to be too long. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, I've got to continue on from there. But all the characters are one-dimensional. And they mm. they have to be because there's just so many characters. That's true. But it's like mm. they're so one-dimensional to the point there's where There's no time ridiculous. to, like, love them mm. as yes. a character. Mm. Yep. And if you don't enjoy any of their traits, they only exhibit the one trait, you're not going to enjoy any of the characters. Oh, uh, like the... Mm. Uh, I forgot her name. The one that is always like, oh, execution, execution. Love fun. Love yeah, one, yeah. Fun. Yeah, I couldn't stand her. Anytime I've no. watched this three times now. Once when I first watched it, once again with Ty that she doesn't remember any of it. I d- I've never watched this in my life. <laughs> Zach's lying. And then once again for this show, and every single time I'm like, Love Pond, or the, the like the se- subsequent times I've been like, Love Pond's not that bad. 
I'm just remembering it wrong. I'm sure she was like that for two episodes and that was it. I'm certain you're lying to me because I would remember that Hippopotamus song. <laughs> we definitely did. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Where she was just so one-dimensional and everything was execute, execute, execute. To the point where I'm like, this is, you're not a redeemable character. Yeah. And everyone agreeing with you is not redeemable either. And you've been each other, you've been here for a day. That's Ooh. another thing that annoyed me though. Like when she went to execute Jack, quote unquote, because mm. she fully intended to by the looks of things. Yeah. And she saw um, Mai Mai and Mitsumune there talking and wanting to spend time with Jack so he's not lonely. She was immediately like, you're going to let him out. You're going to free him. Yeah, I have to execute you too. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, you, you are legitimately insane, lady. Dude, I yes. And to me, her one dimensional dimensionality detracted from the believability. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's supposed to be a show about psychology. And you've got this two-dimensional-ass character calling for everybody to die. And it's like, if anybody is deserving to be locked up, lock this crazy bitch up. She's mm. fully attacked people consistently. The only thing out of her mouth is death. It's like, ship her off on a train track to the next town and be done with it. It's just not believable yeah. to me at all. Not mm. at all. Yeah, but yep. If I was in a place where I was going to be starting off a new life and there's this person can like consistently obsessed with executions, it would be the first thing on my priority list to be like, okay... Don't associate with that person. Don't associate with her, but how do we either calm her down or get rid of her? Yeah, literally. There'd yeah, no, literally. Like, getting along or entertaining the idea. Like, when they all think that Masaki is a ghost and she's like, executor, executor, executor... None oh yeah, we'll know if she bleeds. Yeah, and, and then, then she bleeds. She, and then they're like, "No, well, she she's a ghost. She can pretend to bleed. Mm. We'll have to kill her." Yeah, and it's like, what the heck? <laughs> and like, there's adults here. There's there's real adults in this situation. One of you needs to step through and be like, "Listen, this is going too far." Yeah, but at the same time, none of them did, and it was mm. just so unbelievable to me that mm. n- none of them would have been like, "Well, if she's not a ghost, we're literally just killing." One of them did say that and was immediately like, like. Because they were so uneasy and unsure of themselves. Mm. Everyone was just like, now we're going to kill her. Yeah. And it's like, no. <laughs> no, we're not. You guys are crazy. Yeah. And, and, like, and know- a self-appointed adult in the bus driver didn't step up to do that. It's like, man. I think he was missing. I don't think he was there at the time. Because I think if oh, he true. was there, he would have said something. He was on the bus at the time. But mm. Trying to find his daughter, wasn't he? Yeah. Like at that stage, he was off looking for his daughter. But even like the tour guide and the girl who's there who found the town and is there to help her father's research wasn't like, well, I know she's not a ghost, so I'm going to say something. Like, no, no, this is fine. Let her die. Oh, well, she did say that that that's a little bit believable in the fact that she says um, sacrifices has to be made. And that kind of gives her that, like, if anything, I would have liked her a little bit more. Hmm. Like, I'm leaning towards her villainess. <laughs> because I don't know she she just not relatable but I mean it's just it makes sense her motivations I guess I don't know I just feel like at a certain point you draw the line and be like I want to save my dad's life but this, this is, is a bit crazy not at the point of executing people on the first night uh yeah that's true and then what's that gonna as an adult you can see that's gonna snowball into more executions until there's only two or three people left and also she was also uh, accused and mm. they just didn't give a shit. <laughs> yes. They got so one-dimensionally dragged on it. It felt a bit like Survivor. Yeah. Where it was like, we're going to focus mm. on one thing, drama, 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 and we're not going to mm-hmm. worry about any consistency whatsoever. Yeah. 
Which is disappointing. Yeah, because... Yeah, exactly th- that. Actually, that's a really good point. Had had this show been done better, if the characters weren't two-dimensional, if this show has a lot of room for improvement, and I think mm. it could be a really good anime, and like it would still be probably like 12 episodes or 24 episodes max, but I feel like it had a really good idea. It just really mismanaged not everything, but it feels like a lot. Yeah, mm. I agree. I, I agree. You could have easily solved that problem by having literally cutting the cast lift in half. The what? The, the cast, cast list. Yeah. So be like, we don't Look, need we don't like we don't need Nanko. I don't even know what she did. We don't really need Yotsun. That could be filled by anybody else. Nyanta and what was the other guy's name? Was uh, aren't you on my anime list? I am. I'm. I'm on my <laughs> Nanta. Nyanta and Jigoku could have easily been one character. There was no need for them to be two characters. Oh, the, the, gun the sword guy, guy and the... the sword guy and the gun yeah. guy. Could have been one person just obsessed with weapons. Done. Problem solved. Jack and Hyokotsu no Judgeness could have been one character. Yeah. I felt like they very much took all these character t- archetypes and split them even more to try and just... I feel like almost it would have been a publicity stunt for the manga, manga to be like, look how many characters we're keeping track of. Mm, mm. True. True, true. Like, you look at something like One Piece, which I'm going to... We're probably going to compare a lot of things to One Piece. Where there's hundreds of characters to keep track of, and you never really have a hard time keeping track of them. Oh, same with like Naruto. Mm. Like, but that's because been... it's so it goes so in depth with characters and their lives, and that's what I'm saying. You, you get to actually love a character. Mm. But yeah, these these are all just one immediately one dimensional. We got nothing with any of them. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. I couldn't tell you even one thing that Pukko did. Who is Who? she? Exactly. <laughs> Who is she? What did she do? I have no idea. Can I see her face? Sure. Yeah, I'm looking at your face number one. Yeah, I'm looking at her face. I've got no like half of this cast. I can, I maybe identify, but it's like oh, you know what? Half no of them idea. were in the house and being all lethargic and oh, I don't care what happens to us mm. for most of the time. So I can see, I can see why they'd need so many characters, but at the same time, it was just not done well. No, but you could have had that be two or three characters, not ten. Yeah, yeah, that's you what I'm saying. Had, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, uh, I'm so lethargic. Oh, my God. And that would have made it much more of an impact, too. To be like, oh, my God. We've just started Love to... Con is going down. We yeah. need to save her. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, everyone's gone down. Like, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, and you could you could have more nuance that way. You could emphasize the depths of people's character and say why this particular person would have fallen to that kind of... Um, apathy i guess Mm, it's mm. like but instead it's like this blanket apathy that seemingly affects people at random and it's like yeah yeah so it was that's true it was a bit disappointing on that front where there was no like in terms of message i didn't really get much of a message from the show did you guys get much of a message from the show (laughs) other than embrace your trauma Yeah, yeah that's what i got that's yeah that's pretty much it um not love everyone yourself, can though. Love your scars. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Like accept who they are. Like accept who your what your trauma is and love yourself as a result. But Or you not... won't be able to return to modern society. Yeah, it was like, oh well that's a bit grim of people who just can't accept their trauma. Something yeah. that might have happened that just is impossible to really process or comprehend properly. Well good luck, you'll be ostracized for forever. Yeah, because it's like not everyone can immediately go and be like, Oh, trauma, yes, I can live with that. Hmm. Like, even the old man, he was like, I I came to groups with my trauma without my trauma, and I'm fading away, but I've come to accept that. It's like, that's not... That was grim. Yeah, it's like, that's not good, dude. Mm, mm. Yeah, that didn't sit quite well with me. 
Yeah. But I mean, some people are like that. Like, he wanted to stop other people from suffering the same fate, which is a noble pursuit. Mm. But you'd think if you could figure it out for yourself, then you'd be there for longer to stop people having that problem. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Also, one thing. So, I, I don't know if it's like a meme now, but I usually take a lot of notes with these shows. And with this show, I literally took two. And that <laughs> was, wow, this is intense, all of it. And why do they always think out loud? And that's something I wanted to bring up with you guys is why is it that characters in anime seem to always think out loud for for um, the purpose of the show? It's like, oh, we need this person to find this out about this person. So we'll have character X say this out loud in this public space and character Y will hear it. Like, convenience. It seems to happen Plots. a lot. Yeah. What is it? Plot convenience. Is that what it's called? Uh, no, it's, I don't, plot convenience is something where it's like, oh, I need, I need a banana. I happen to have a banana. Oh, okay, Despite no, the not fact bad. you have no reason to need a banana. <laughs> and so, so, I need lithium. And it's like, oh, well, I happen to have a shoe made of lithium. Well, Why? this is more like I don't that. Know. Where it's just like, oh, I need to know, we need to know that character's, uh, whatever, crazy. Mm. Ah, this person just so happens to say, oh, he stabbed somebody. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I suppose plot, it's not really plot convenience, it's more just narrative Oh, oh, writer's convenience is bad writing. Writer's convenience, yep. Yeah, it's bad writing more than anything else. A similar thing happened in comic books for a very long time, where if you read an X-Men issue from the 80s, even through to the 90s, or sorry, before anything up to the 90s, so like X-Men started in the 60s, I think, uh, Cyclops will be like, I'm going to open my quartz visor and I'm going to shoot a concussive blast at the enemy every time he did it so that the audience can see exactly what he's doing. <laughs> and I think because it's an anime being an adaptation of a manga makes it harder like those sort of things have to happen on a page where they don't have to happen in animation but it's harder to remove source material than it is to use it mm. it's harder to yeah get through thoughts and stuff i guess mm. and I, mean, I see what you mean it's ultimately exposition is what it boils down to it's all just exposition yeah. yeah and how do i get this character's thoughts on screen i'll just get them to say them yeah monologue that sort of thing Mm. <laughs> I hate it when characters do that. That makes me feel angry. Yes, yeah, exactly. Who would monologue? I don't know. Who would monologue? That's craziness. <laughs> let's not. Let's what not else did... earlier this episode. What else did we talk about? Oh, we, we were talking about. Um, would you have got on the bus if this was a real life situation? Uh, no. Situation. Uh, yeah. It was a real tour they offered. Tour. Yeah. It's like, oh, we will take oh. you, and we can start a new life. It's like, even if you thought it was crazy and stupid you're like oh i'm just gonna go see these people start a new life and they're gonna give up in a day or two and go home like even that is like eh, nah i'm not gonna take that bus i feel like it's too suspicious it is very suspicious like yeah i don't know having to write your suicide note beforehand and be like oh by the way i wandered off and whatever which never came up again too yeah yeah exactly i thought to myself look if somebody asked me, hey, by the way, you're going on a super mysterious bus ride with 20 strangers, and by the way, write a suicide note, mm. I'd tell you to go fuck yourself so hard, and I'd run away. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I would go to the police and be like, look, these 20 people are going to be catching this bus at this time. They're going to kill someone. <laughs> mm, mm. Like, yeah. They're okay, all going to be carrying the suicide killed. notes. Like, you need, to, mm. you need to do something about this. Yeah, I, mm. I thought the whole thing was just... Like, again, really... It could have been a really cool thing. It had a cool premise, but the execution was just... I felt like it was a bit all over the place. Mm. Um, 
and even the kid like even in the story the consistency didn't make any sense as to why they couldn't find the village because masaki got in there on a regular day without any problems when she encountered reiji and then they're like oh but you can only get to the village on certain when certain conditions are met like it has to be 100 percent fog and it was still foggy when she Mm. They did cover it. They didn't cover it like that, but yeah. in the flashback, it was a little bit foggy. I th- I think mm. also when he explained it, it wasn't a case of the conditions need to be met, but it's like a probability thing. Like yeah. you attune to the village or some shit, and it's like, oh well, you know, it's like having a crystal ball as a witch. It's like yeah. it helps, but you don't need it necessarily. Then why was there a bus stop, Rob? Why was there a bus stop? What do you mean? And the, when they get to the village, there was a bus stop, and it was just in the middle of the village, where a regular bus stop would be, where you can catch a bus. So, which point? So, why yeah. would there be a bus stop if, like, a bus has a regular schedule? You can't be like, sorry guys, bus isn't coming. It's not yeah. foggy you, enough today. There's so many abandoned villages there. And like, <laughs> like, come on, use your brain. Come are on. You suggesting that the no, that no, are you sincerely suggesting that the bus stop doesn't make sense? I am, because the bus stop should be... How can no one find it on a map or anything? The bus company has a record of where they put that bus stop. You're looking at this from normal people's views and, like, what is this? The real world? Real world views. This is, you know... I, I feel like I feel like the logic here is... And this didn't make sense to me either, but I hand-waved it, is... Oh, yeah, by the way, there's, like, eight surrounding villages, and if you get lost and fumble your way out... I'll just get rescued and stay in a nearby village. It's like, well, fuckers, if there are nearby villages, why has nobody found this place? It's like, you can't I... just geographically miss a 10 kilometer square radius. Exactly. Like, so why is there it's a not... bus stop? Are you guys serious right now? It was definitely a anime bullshit thing where if they try and leave, it's just another Nanaki village. They don't know that it's, it's basically mm. the same village repeating over and over again. They mm. don't... Which it's we're, dumb, but yeah. The only that's true because I remember we, this is what we talked about as well with Masaki. Yeah, I, we talked about she it. She went to the village and it was a different village than the one she went to in the first place, and she didn't say anything. She wasn't like, "Wait a minute, this isn't the right village." To be fair, she was hiding the fact that she was looking for Reiji. So no, I mean, makes sense. If her mission is to find Reiji, and they're like, "This is the village," and then she's like, "No, this isn't the village." Why would she have stuck around? Why didn't she leave? Right. She already got out once before. Mm. Because she's a dumb bitch. God, we've been I, through this. I think also, again, she was hiding it, kind of. But also, I interpreted it as, going back a little bit, I interpreted it as the spirited away yeah, form same. of things. Where it exists, There, there's a crossover in the realms, kind of. Where it's like the spirit realm and the human realm. And if, you know, you cross the bridge at night while holding your breath or some shit, it's like you enter the world. And that's how I interpreted it, as if the conditions are right, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. as for the bus stop, look, Zach, shut up, and <laughs> let's <you>. move on. <laughs> bus that's my closing argument. <laughs> bus stops take a lot of coordination to put in place. No, but I mean, it it could be the thing that paperwork could go missing. You can. There's so many reasons why, especially in Japan, they're so old school. It's all paperwork there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like, also, well, not not now, obviously, but in those times, this is like what? This came out in 2015. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and the village had been abandoned for a year at most. So let's let's be generous but, and say but, 2010. No, let's give you extra time. <laughs> what 
what I'd say is like legitimately to combat the bus stop problem is I would say that something happened there and that caused the disconnect. That caused the spirited away two realms in the one space situation. Yeah. So the bus stop was built prior to that incident and then that incident happened and the bus stop was there as were the buildings and uh-huh. okay. that's that's how I would explain that. Like legitimately. Yeah, it's like two worlds in one. That's right. Yeah, I get okay. it. You make sense. That's fine. The bus stop was there before the magic nonsense happened, whatever. What did the bus company do when they could no longer get to the bus stop? No, but they can. They said, fuck it. This is an abandoned village anyway. Who cares? No, isn't <laughs> it the case that the village exists in the real world as well, but it's abandoned and nobody's there? Because when our bus people go there, they go to spirit town whereas if a normal people would go there they would go to normal people town and it's like mm. well, nobody's here there's still a bus stop but they're not at the spirit bus stop y- you know what i mean oh like in totoro too uh, yeah yes i mean that's that seems flimsy based on everything else they say in the show about no one's ever been able to find any village let alone just that village in particular zach i think you need to let this go man I suppose. <laughs> Why but... was there a bus stop? Why did they change Carpeterimon's <laughs> name? Why is everything? You know what? I'm starting to think you just have a problem with poor people getting around without cars. <laughs> <laughs> Trains, buses. You just hate public transport. I've nailed it. <laughs> well, the problem is I actually love Japanese public transport, but this, these shows are making me hate it. <laughs> um, Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was... Another question. What was your initial thoughts? Like, what was happening when... I don't know. When you started watching it. When the... Mon- like, are you saying, like, when the monsters started showing up? Or when yeah, monsters, they get... Yeah, monsters, they hear different things and, like, oh, the growling and stuff. What did you think was happening? Drop. Are you... Oh, yeah, okay. You're asking me. Um, so, I had a similar perspective to you, Ty, where I was kind of like detached viewing. Mm. And I also had the perspective that, um, so I, as a rule, don't like shows like Lost or shows where they only show you as much as they want to and it's a twist at every turn. Uh. And this felt like one of those to me where it's like, they'll Mm. just give you enough pieces and then they'll twist it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, hmm... Don't get too I'm invested. not sure what's happening, but I'm also not really going to try and bother guessing either, just yep. because anime bullshit, mm. and <laughs> like it it reeked of, as as Zach was saying, like flimsy anime writing, and I'm Bust just like, don't make any sense. yeah, like I'll just go along with it because already, like the fact that these kids get on a bus and they write their suicide notes, it's like okay, we've already thrown any kind of logic out the window. Like, let's just go along for the ride. And I didn't really try and figure anything out. It was just like, okay, this is happening now. Um, kind of like Jojo, except I really like Jojo. And I it was two different detached styles of viewing, where here I'm like, I don't care and I am indifferent. Whereas with Jojo, mm. it's like, wherever you take me, I'm happy. You know, oh, take I me see to what JoJo you mean. Land, baby. Mm. You know, yeah, that's fair enough. Did you have any? When 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 Oops. I first watched it, because you remember I watched it five years ago. So... Oh, you watched it as it was coming out. Yeah, too. I watched it week to week, and at the, at the time, because you couldn't binge it, it was like, oh, I guess like it, it may not be a wishy washy show, but by episode four, like yeah, it's not a you know, it's gonna be wishy washy. I can't even guess the twist. Like I like a show that gives you just enough information to guess. 
Oh, I don't like those kind of shows. Oh, no, but like, they give you different options and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get you. And then you, you watch I it a second like time and you're like, holy shit, that was mentioned at the start. Now like, I can't unsee it. To give you an example, Rob, for that might... Hopefully won't ruin anything too much for you there. Is Attack on Titan. A lot of information's already been given out in the first season, but it needs context. Yeah, that's true. And, and it's like, oh, okay, I couldn't... Mm. I, I could have maybe guessed if I was analysing this frame by frame... But when I go back to watch it, I'm not like, there was no signs for this whatsoever. It's like, ah, that's why that happened. And that's why those people were together. And that's why this situation occurred. Right, right, right. Mm. See, I I really like that kind of thing. I like, it's like almost, it's it's deep writing. It's Easter eggs. It's a cohesive plot. It's an interconnected web of the reality that makes it deep and lived in. Mm. Um, Of lies. (laughs) (laughs) Of deceit and hatred. (laughs) But no, it's yeah. So that's the uh, I like a show like that. Mm-hmm. When I was watching this the first time, I thought that maybe they just were confused on the first sound, like they're mostly city kids who have got no real experience with the world. Maybe they don't really know what a bear sounds like, and maybe you know they hear a loud noise, they're like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> and this might be something that's wrong with me, and I'm yeah. happy to admit if it is. But like when I eat food, sometimes I'm like. I don't really know what this tastes like. And then someone suggests something and I say, ah, oh, no, but now I know it tastes like this. What do you, what What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't can know. you just go can through you... that process again? That was weird and interesting. So sometimes, <laughs> not all the time. Sometimes that was weird, but mostly weird. If I eat something and I'm like, I can't quite figure out what this is. It's It could be lemon or it could be banana. Those be... are two very different flavors. Yeah, exactly. like, very different flavors. I, I don't and even it's... know how you'd be like, is this lemon or banana? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain. And then someone will be like, oh, it's lemon. And I'll eat it. I'm like, no, it's definitely banana. And then, they're... oh, wait, no, I was wrong. It was banana. So sometimes my brain doesn't quite figure out what things taste like. I think you just have a problem tasting things. Because even like when things are nearly spoiled or like whatever, you're just like, this is good. Glug, 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 <laughs> a half a gallon of milk later. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't smell great, but sure. <laughs> It's also possible. But I felt it was something similar to that where they have maybe they had trouble distinguishing a sound. And they were like, oh, I heard laughing. And it's like, oh, I heard a bear. Like, Those are two very different things, though. They're very different sounds, but mm. in the woods in a sound, a time where you weren't expecting to hear it, I can see why you maybe wouldn't pick up on it. And that's why we have mm. crazy folklore tales from back in the Dark Ages where it's like, there's a monster out there and he sounds like a howling, like a howling monster. And then it turns out it was actually just a fox. To be fair, foxes make weird sounds, and I would totally <laughs> mm. be terrified too. Mm. I love their cries. Sometimes I go on YouTube just to listen to them. They're so cool. Yeah, they, they definitely... They're... Are we talking about the same animal? <laughs> well, I know that on YouTube there's definitely a very in-depth uh, discussion and report on what a fox says. So, What does a fox say? Yes, that's the name of the video, yes. Oh. <laughs> I feel like anyway. this is taking an ADHD <laughs> tangent. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Anyway, I think that probably would be... Do we have any other final thoughts on The Lost Village? Let's see. I had... So I wrote, I liked how the most suspicious person was the villain, so the lady. In the beginning, she was like... Everyone was suspicious of her because she came halfway through. Mm-hmm. And even though she's trying to help her dad and whatever. um, uh, I don't know. thought it was... What? I thought it was, say, the... The only reason she tried to amplify one of the characters, Nanaki, is because she finds her dad's Nanaki. Ah, uh, she wants to find her dad's uh, Nanaki, that's right. Um, 
So I read this really weirdly and I was like half dead. <laughs> also, the story wasn't very interesting. So. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting that she was the most suspicious and, you know, they kind of tangent, like, kind of digressed away from her and being like, oh, okay, Masaki, Masaki. And then it was back to her and it was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. They they did that again. <laughs> um, But initially my thoughts were... Oh, it's going to be some sort of, like, homicide thing where they they write suicide notes. Clearly, they're just going to kill everyone and be like, oh, ho, ho, ho. Mm. this was, you know, they, they came, they, they want, they came to commit suicide here mm. and, like, you know, just get off, not, I mean, not scot-free, but. Scot-free, like, if you didn't basically, do anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was either that or I thought it could be, like, gases or something. Like, you know how the canary birds in the mines... Where they, yeah, that sort of thing. I was yeah. like, oh, maybe they're just seeing things and they're just going crazy because they don't realize it's like mm. carbon monoxide or some shit everywhere. Mm. That would be so funny if it was just like we go through this whole trip with this, you know, they go through all this random bullshit. And even the old dude, him and the daughter are just fucking tripping balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and none of it is happening. Like, they might be just high as fuck. You're right. <laughs> that would have been a better ending, I think. Uh, uh, you'd be so pissed off if that happened. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, the ending it now wasn't very good either. So. But yeah. one, one thing I wanted to say is I actually, there's one character I did like as well as uh, Vol- Volcana, whatever his name is, um, is Nanko. And I've chucked a picture into the group chat. Mm. Um, she was the kind of investigator, reserved, um, level-headed and the uh, reason yeah. I liked her as well is because she kept a kind of calm, probably too calm, mm-hmm. uh, approach when investigating the situation. And I don't know, I feel like throughout everything, she was kind of like a good rudder for at least a few of them to keep sane. So I kind yeah. of liked her as well. Yeah, fair enough. That I can see sense. you being like that in that situation, being like, hmm, let's stay quiet and see what's happening. And then speak up when necessary. <laughs> yeah, when when shit gets a little bit weird, I like even we were talking about this uh, before this started about um, oh no no it was during the podcast Among Us uh, or whatever that game is yeah uh, Chameleon etc all those games where betrayal is involved I don't like to be involved in the shit I like to sit back and watch like mm, same I like to be in a corner of a room watching people. Like, I like to participate and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, sometimes... So, I definitely relate to that. You are right. Mm. Oh, I'm 100% on board with that, too. Because, well, I, I suck at those kind of games. I can't lie for shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you, have you played Coop and stuff? Uh, Coop. Not Coop. <laughs> with me and stuff. I giggle like crazy because I'm just... My innate... Like, my head is telling me lying is bad. Like, mm. in, my inner thoughts, whatever. Mm. And, like, I can't, like... It's subconscious. I can't control it. So I just giggle because I'm like, oh, God, I'm lying. <laughs> and then I'm like, even when I'm telling the truth, it's just like, oh, God, I have the potential to lie. Giggle. Giggle now. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically me, um, what, sabotaging myself. But then yeah. in actuality, it's making the game harder for you guys, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> it's a good tactic. It's a good lie that you're putting on now so that when we play in the future, we'll know that you're not lying. <laughs> <laughs> funny oh wait i'm giggling you'll never know oh no <laughs> you spend half your life giggling it's not a tell <laughs> <I know. laughs> ah fun yeah 
But I think that's um, pretty much everything on The Lost Village. There's no other big revelations. Oh, or... there was another thing I liked. Sorry. Sorry, go. Let's get going. I, I only made notes because it was so hard to keep track of it. It was such a, like, easy to get... It was such an anime that you... It was so easy to get detached. It was just like, I have to make notes, otherwise I'm going to forget everything. Mm-hmm. Just like he did the first time. Uh, yeah, de- definitely. So the only other thing that I wanted to mention was I laughed real hard when... um. I can't remember who was there, but they were under attack. Um, On Titan. Dun, dun, dun. Now. Boo. <laughs> Boo, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who. It was towards the end where um, Hyoketsu no Judgment guy was... Um, it was Volcana and the lady. I can't remember her name. The villain lady. Mm-hmm. They were under attack with the arrows, the stone arrows. And Volcana mm. was just like, oh, shit. That's my... Uh, that's my... Um, Nanaki. Nanaki. And she's like, I can see it too. And they're like, wait, what? And they just panic and run. <laughs> <laughs> a real person, real threat. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it, it was just hilarious. And like, you know my thing, I love comedy. So even in this psychological thing, it's just like, that just made me like piss myself with laughter. Mm, mm, mm. Fair enough. Yeah, right. that's fair. Yeah, did you have any last thoughts or anything before we start to wrap it up? Um, Not really. I just kind of hoped it would have been better mm. like i I'm, I'm a big fan of psychology i love psychology i lo- like you guys know i love talking about people i love observing people i wish it had been done better mm. but yeah it is what it is yeah there's gonna be a lot of pretty bad anime we're gonna watch to be yeah, honest if so we're, if we're gonna watch a lot of stuff we're gonna yeah have some have some good ones have some bad ones and we're not good, we're not all gonna connect with everything that we watch unfortunately mm, definitely definitely yeah Okay, well, speaking of the other animes and good animes and bad animes and things we may not connect with, we've been spending up, up for the next of for next week. We're going to be doing Ahiru no Sora, and we've been spending the last three two weeks watching that in the lead up to the season finale coming out next week, or the series finale coming out next week. So next week we'll be going through all of Ahiru no Sora. So please join us, and if you can watch Ooh, all fifty episodes in a week, that would be great. Because we definitely can't. No, that's why we did it over a couple of weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, so, it is hard sometimes. Mm. So it's thank ha- you for listening, uh, everybody. And do you guys have any final thoughts on anything else before we give it the close? Uh, I hope everybody is keeping sane out there during these times. Mm. Hard times ahead. Hard times behind. Hard times, period. <laughs> hard times everywhere. Oh, God, there's too many hard times. What happened to the world? Why is it all so hard? We'll get through it. <laughs> can we can we modify the intro from a bento pod bite size bite out of bite to hard side hard out of hard hard hard? I feel like we should uh, modify that. That somehow oh, seems no. so sexual. <laughs> oh god, it's hard. <laughs> oh, no. Depresso pod. That's the one we've that's already it, done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for joining this week's episode of Depresso Pod. Join mm. us next week on a Hero Nosora, another week of of Depresso Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah we'll see you next time if you want to contact us you can email us at equippableallies at gmail.com oh god you started this really quickly what's our email address ah our email address again is equippableallies at email.com oh right that's right (laughs) um you can also contact us on facebook at equippableallies it's one word yes (laughs) on twitter at equippableally singular because we're like that because twitter doesn't have enough letters we've been through this and also our website equippableallies.com where you can also find that fantastic episode of uh, Character Transplant on Ant-Man. I believe it's episode 147 of that particular podcast. 
And you can also email us there. Contact form is on the website and we'd be happy to hear from you. Kite kurete arigatou gozaimashita. Mata daishi ne.